everyone, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that has three middle-aged men who just got back from trick-or-treating with their daughters. This is level 275, and I am Big Al, and alongside with me are Kush Moose. Hello. And Wild West 08. Hello. So who's the Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck lookalike? Who's, That's me. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're Tom Selleck. Uh, uh-huh. Am I Ted Danson or are you Ted Danson? I don't think anybody wants to be Ted Danson, considering what he did. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well, He's doing okay now. He's doing okay now. I Good place. I think. What's wrong with Cheers? I was referring to the Whoopi Goldberg instance. Oh, yes. You were you were referring to the Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. The Whoopi years. Otherwise known as the Sister Act. <laughs> yeah. Solid film. <laughs> if you, you know, hate movies. Well, who would I be? Rhea Perlman? Uh, no. Um, What's his face? Uh, Mahoney. Mahoney? Do you not know uh, the movie I'm referring to? Um, no. Jameson? I assumed you meant... You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Uh, Three Men and a Baby? I'm talking about Three Men and a Baby. Oh. Oh, isn't that Steve Guttenberg? Yes. Mahoney. (laughs) Okay. That's what I said. Steve Guttenberg. Guttenberg, better known as Mahoney. Okay, I was just... uh, Sorry. Um, From Police Academy. He's Mahoney. Um, Okay. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the Police Academy stuff, but... Those movies escaped me. Yeah, I never saw that, thankfully. Wow. The character okay. named Mahoney. In Police Academy, yes. Yes. Uh, no idea who he was in Three Men and a Baby. Oh. So Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. Got Yes, I'm pretty sure. If, if it wasn't Tom Selleck, then it was um, Travolta. Have to no, look that it up. wasn't Travolta. Oh, I know that no, for sure. Oh, no, no. That's a different movie. Saturday Night live yeah confirmed it is, is absolutely tom Selleck. yeah to dancing and mahoney yeah so how you know not to talk about halloween for the hundredth time but uh it was uh 80 degrees on saturday here in new york and it was 40 degrees tonight it was fascinating how that happens that was the same weather so, we had in texas which one I thought it was like 100 the 80 degrees, degrees. There. <laughs> no it was 80 it was like 80 degrees this weekend and then it rained it's been raining all week until now now it's like 30 degrees here yeah, so, yeah luckily just, it didn't rain tonight so that was good there's this new phenomenon called trunk or treating you guys have that mm-hmm. yes yep. yeah so before that during covid happened, before halloween even happens there's candy everywhere like oh, yeah. Over the weekend, they did all these things. They did that before COVID, even. Like, there was just cars. They de- People decorate their trunks for if anyone doesn't know what this is. And, you know, the thing you're not supposed to do take candy from strangers' cars. Strangers. Car. <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. strangers' cars. We just pull up next to <laughs> that van. Yeah. Except some of this candy <laughs> they're you offering. Go, you go up to cars and they, they deck them out with like Ghostbusters themes and. Jurassic Park themes and all kinds of crazy themes and they hand out candy. That's perfectly acceptable at certain times of year. Oh yeah. It's probably some kidnapper just uh, tried to normalize it. 
just to make Certain it easy. Certain times of the year? It's only one <laughs> time of the year. It's only Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say trunk or treat, I think. Well, yeah. There's no trunk or treating around Christmas time. Like, that. that's a scam. I don't know how that's, you that's get your people candy buying canes. Trunks. I get my candy canes out of, out of a trunk. <laughs> From the back of a car. <laughs> that's even extra dangerous being in New York, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've played Spider-Man. I know how dangerous that is. <laughs> oh, yeah? You just... uh in different parts of your uh, city saying telling your wife or your family that you can sling around on this post or that post or whatever like hey i've been to that pizza shop <laughs> forgot that so i guess it takes place in new york city and it's pretty perfect huh yeah, that's uh, well, awesome. i wouldn't say it's perfect but it is detailed yeah oh man you're not missing anything. Right. it's horrible okay thank you that's what i was waiting for you to tell me you're welcome Sorry, what, yeah it's, it's that's the what worst. i wanted you to tell me it's the absolute worst yeah. Go play uh, friend or foe instead. Uh, I'm sure that's much better. Friend or foe. <laughs> Speaking of foes, uh, <laughs> we asked our patrons a question about games, and it says it's Halloween, and all the kiddos and bigos will be oot in a boot. Before you go, though, treat us with your favorite developer slash studio of late and two or three of their best games i am totally not going to stall for time and call on nate to go first sure thanks for calling on me halloween berry says because of their game variety i'm going with the developer rocksteady my favorites from them are batman arkham asylum batman arkham city Batman mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. uh, Batman <laughs> Match 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, their next game is Suicide Squad. Uh, the Suicide Squad has me very nervous, and rightly so. Um, you should be nervous, because guns are not Batman, unless you are Robert Pattinson. Uh, next up, Northern Last says, oh. I'm enjoying the developer DevCats <laughs> games at the moment. Pseudo-Cats was a fun twist on Sudoku. And the Building Full of Cats and Castle of Cats are fun games to play with my kids. Their games are really cheaply priced, which is a bonus. I agree. Uh, I have enjoyed um, both of those, Building Full of Cats and Castle of Cats, while doing stuff uh, like editing or uh, something like that. They're great little you know games you can just do while you're doing something else. Um, or play with your kids. Um, and... X the Hero says, excellent answer. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, then he has his own answer. He says, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yes, eight. please. So 343. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't, God. he wrote it. We have to write it. Oh. Or, I'm sorry. He wrote it. We have to read it. 343. Oh. Doesn't mean we can't make fun of it. 343 has made some killer Halo games. Halo 4, Halo 5, oh. and Halo Infinite are all fantastic and showcase the best the series has to offer. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably true. I mean, that's that's their best effort. I wouldn't say it's good, but that's their best effort. Um, so good on I mean, them. You know, if the games are later and come out later, that means they have to be better, right? I mean, you know, they have to be better. Yeah, by lo- yeah. that logic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Wild West, you you are you're a big Halo fan, right? I am. Yes, and the uh, only one you, I would I put you... on there would be Infinite. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the podcast that X was on the other week. I did. But he had some strong words. Oh, yeah, you did. And, and you're still a fan of the podcast as well after hearing it? 
uh, I am. I might not be a fan of the take because I don't believe okay. Halo Four is. <laughs> I think he said Halo Four is. I mean, I I liked Halo Four more than uh, more than I think people did uh, like it, but uh, the multiplayer was not good in it. The Halo Five same. The story just kind of got off the rails a little bit, but I thought Infinite brought it back and was a lot better. And I enjoyed the open world aspect of it as well. From what I remember, he also had a beef going back to a time where in Halo, for whatever reason, uh, left trigger was the grenade button. Yeah. Where normally in FPS is that is a zoom. But that's like old school, though. That's like, isn't that like from the beginning? If I remember right, I could be wrong, and I'm sure I'll that's get from corrected. the beginning of Halo. Yeah, yeah. But so, I would have assumed MCC would have fixed that if you so desired. I seem to remember I, you being I, able to choose I was your. Say, yeah, I thought in Absolutely. the MCC you could change your, uh, you know, what buttons do what. Of course, because they started that officially in Halo Five, from what I remember. They, they finally yeah. changed it to the default yeah. settings and made the them normal. garbage. What was five? The, the, the default oh. was garbage. Like, they just didn't know any better. Like, they were yeah, cavemen. Yeah, they just didn't they, know. They didn't know. You had to, <laughs> they didn't know how good it could be. Don't forget when Halo 1 came out, we had a, a black and a white button. <laughs> so that's This is true. <laughs> we had jewel we had, buttons. Yes, we had all kinds of things. Like, let's put a flashlight on this here white button. And giant controllers made for construction worker hands. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> and I guess uh, it, pian- pianists as well. Like, uh, you know, just Wait, huge fingers. Just... Oh. Pianists. Yeah. Oh, pianists. <laughs> I can say it a with that, but... <laughs> I, I didn't know you liked music. Um, <laughs> what's your answer, Nate? <laughs> My answer. Well, thanks for asking. My answer um, would be I'm I'm just I'm going to take the uh, the recency bias angle or the the recent uh, developers instead. I'm going to talk about games that have come out this year and the studios that have done those. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to start small first. We're going to go with Milkstone Studios. Now you may not remember them from anything. But they did Army of Ruin and Farm Together, and also Pharaonic, which I really like Pharaonic. Oh, uh, it's a yeah. roguelite kind of beat-em-up. Uh, you may not know about this, in which case, go check it out. Uh, but Farm Together I thought was a lot of fun. It looks great. Uh, and Army of Ruin was a um, <clears throat> vampire survivor-like, possibly the first one that I thought was awesome uh, and, and like one-upped vampire survivor. Um, and there's a whole bunch doing that now. So yeah, so Milkstone Studios, I think, is pretty cool. Uh, then Flying Wild Hog. Now, you probably don't know who they are, but they did the Shadow Warrior series. So Shadow Warrior 2 and 3. They also did uh, Trek to Yomi, which I loved. And they also did Evil West, which is a pretty cool kind of Gears-like vampire, uh, you know, cowboy mashup. Um, very cool. Uh, so I, I think they've done good work recently. And then for the big dog, I'm going to have to go with Respawn Entertainment. I love them uh, for uh, obviously for Titanfall. I have not played Apex Legends, but I do intend to get to it at some point. And then the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor have been 
great. Like Fallen Order, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. A Survivor, fantastic. Love that game. Uh, and that came out this year. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. No uh, no 343 garbage here, guys. <laughs> Full disclosure, Nate came up with this question and had uh, good answers ready to go. <laughs> Yes, but I didn't have them, you know, you know, until eight minutes ago. So, all right, however long we've been recording, I definitely will yeah. continue to stall. Well, going back to Rocksteady real fast, what is, what are y'all's opinions on Suicide Squad? Oh, it's 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 a hot mess. It's, it is. It's going to be garbage. Yeah, it's going to it's going to tarnish their reputation. I just I don't understand. You have this studio, and maybe it's more on the the you know the other side of it the business side or the the studio not not rocksteady but they're i don't know if they do they publish their own games or is it uh warner brothers that's doing i think it's warner brothers right i'm not sure i can i can check that but out anyway like it, i just i don't understand from that side when you have this uh studio that comes out with these games that just you know sell a ton is you know critically acclaimed all that and then they decide and which is fine they want to do suicide squad great but then now it's like, hey, let's just put in all this stuff in there that that we think that people want, that people keep saying, don't do, don't do, don't do. And then they just say, no, we're going to do it because it's going to be fine. I don't know. Un- I just don't understand it. Yeah. Asylum was published by Eidos. Uh, City was Warner Brothers. Uh, Origins was also Warner Brothers. And Arkham Knight was also Yeah, it Warner says Suicides Brothers. for the page on TA. It says Publisher is Warner Brothers. So it's Warner Bro- I don't know if it's Warner Brothers saying, hey, we want to, you know, we want to have some kind of this Fortnite-ish type thing where it's just we're going to have events and all that stuff and make all these different weapon skins and all that stuff. Or if it's... I mean, it's fine. Like, Rocksteady can change it up a little bit. I'm not saying they have to copy the Batman formula, but... right. Well, I mean, you don't want them to be locked into just doing Batman forever. Right? No, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm not, not expecting them. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you don't want to just keep doing that over and over and over again. But I kind of feel like I feel like they're already beneath my expectations with uh, you know uh, Suicide Squad. So like, they're yeah. gonna have to really knock it out of the park to be like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just I was just curious because like you know like that's a a studio that a lot I mean I I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about Rocksteady, but then now talking with Not people are like Suicide Squad <laughs> I don't know it keeps getting delayed and they say they're taking care of it but who knows? Yeah, I yeah I feel like this is their first swing and a miss, and they've had some great games so like they're they're due for a bad one I guess but I was kind of hoping you know. I mean, it's a good premise too. Oh, like from what the the trailers I've seen, I like the premise. Kind of like you know the the Gotham Knights I talked about last time. I like the I don't I don't mind. I like that they're pushing it. They're doing something different with it. But I just the 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 execution right now just doesn't look very good. So I hope it now I hope Gotham it, Knights. Gotham Knights should have kept the same combat in my mind yes. because of the characters. Like it should have had the Batman combat. Yes. Um, Suicide Squad because you've got different people that aren't Batman. Um, you know, sure, okay, introduce gunplay. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what they did um, in not what they did, but uh, um, man, I can't remember now. Like the uh, the people that did uh, Saints Row uh, with their Volition. superhero game. Yeah, Volition. Uh, what they did with, um, man, I can't think of the game, uh, but their superhero game that had gunplay was pretty good. I really, I enjoyed that. And like, okay, cool. So do it, but don't do it like looter shooter, 
Uh, you know, you're going to keep upgrading your guns and all that. That just doesn't sound... I don't know how that works well. Well, plus, like, like the characters they've chosen, they don't really use... Like, Harley Quinn doesn't really use guns. Like, she does, yeah. but doesn't use guns. And King Shark doesn't use guns. He goes around eating people. And exactly. Captain like, so Boomerang, I mean, he, he kind of throws a boomerang, but that's not a gun. And so, I mean, I guess the, the only one is Deadshot, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. I was just... I was kind of curious, because we kind of moved over and rock city is such a big you know this big studio that people just love their games and so i know l is dying to to get to his turn um, yeah, he's t- <laughs> definitely not stalling no uh, definitely hasn't city, had enough time bebop um the flying <laughs> fly dude <laughs> baxter um as Denuia et Morph Arutarek says, Rightless games for Persona 5 Royale with cheese. Definitely my favorite spelled wrong game so far this year. So I'll be playing a bunch more of their stuff when I get the time. Eh, no, you won't. Playground games have always done a good job getting hundreds of hours of enjoyment out of me with Forza Horizon. Uh, what studio is that? Like Microsoft Studios? Car Studios. I, I think Playground Games, yeah. That works, right? Oh, that's actually the... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All that's, right. Uh, can you edit that out? <laughs> I totally knew. Well, there's a, a part... There's a mode in the thing called Playground Games. And were you like... Isn't there in, in Forza? What's that called? There's a mode in Forza Horizon where you... It's called Playground Games. That's what I thought it was called. Yeah, Kenny, uh, don't edit this out. Reverse psychology. And uh, Dishonorable, spelled wrong, mentioned to Kemco. I play all of their games. Can't exactly say they're a treat, though. Now, when you say all of their games, I know they just released a 50-pack of their RPGs. Have you played them all? Really? I hear they're all the same, so... I mean, by that logic, yeah. If you've played one, you've played them all. <laughs> that's sure. kind of, yeah, every time oh, Chemco comes out, that's so you played what one people of say. Them. They're definitely not all the same. They're all messed up. And they're all made with RPG Maker, but they're not quite all the same. They definitely have different battle mechanics and stuff like that. The music's always good. But if you're trying to get it done quickly and just smashing through the dialogue, of course it's going to suck. Don't do that if you're playing an RPG. Can't stress that enough. Now, Fulgore, a.k.a. Vulgar Latin, says, I'm going to say that Capcom is always up there for me. Lots of bangers after bangers after bangers. But Street Fighter VI, most Resident Evil games, Dead Rising, and Phonix Debris Wright have always been up there for me top of a massive back catalog of retro favorites i know mr vulgar latin paid full price for street fighter 6 and mortal kombat 1 in the same year right yeah that's this i'm year. sure he got dis- discounted but he got it at launch that's pretty crazy everything old is new again as evidenced by all the pokemon costumes i saw today <laughs> that's true i didn't really see a lot of pokemon it's- no. Did you oh see that? Gosh. No. I yeah. saw an awesome Patrick Starfish. There was like a lot of uh, Patrick. A lot of Mario's this year, or Mario and their families. 
you still see Ninja Turtles. You still see Harry Potter. Like, stuff just stays. Some stuff just has staying power. That's what I like to see. Actually, I didn't see a lot of. I don't know if I saw any turtles either. I was a toidle. S- sorry to disappoint, Al. I found my toidle's costume at a yard sale a couple weeks ago. I got very lucky. It was the bestest turtle, was Raphael. It, was it at the back of a truck again? Or back of a van? Don't spoil the end of the first Ninja <laughs> Turtles. It's in the back of a garbage truck. <laughs> Whoops! Came with a free Snackers bar. <laughs> <laughs> Snackers, which is the offshoot of mm-hmm. Snickers. <laughs> as long as you don't... That's the joke. <laughs> as long as you don't Whoosh. pronounce it. As long as you pronounce it caramel, <laughs> then we'll be cool. Never. Spawoki, a.k.a. Chewy on Ice, says, Tequila Works are one of my favorite, spelled wrong, devs. They have a good balance of nice visuals, interesting mechanics, uh, like Fufu, and decent storytelling in all their titles. I enjoyed Deadlight and Rhyme. But Sexy Brutal and Invisible Hours are two of my favorite spelled wrong indie games on Xbox. Really looking forward to trying their latest guilt? Guilt, yeah, Whatever yeah. they do last. He's not wrong. Those are all great games. I'm, I'm looking at everything they put out. And they all, they're also, their new game is Song of Nunu, a legend uh, or a League of Legends story. Uh, I'm excited for that because that, that's a great resume there uh, i'm sorry is, uh what did he is, call it guilt cv resume oh. <laughs> guilt more use yeah. g-y-l-t yeah that's like when you have a baby and you just like change your you know like tiffany and it's like e-n-y or some nonsense like that like what is this <laughs> yeah you can send your hate mail to l at the uh, <laughs> I told you I like like good titles of games. Oh. They spelled rhyme incorrectly as well, to to be honest. But, you know, that was a good game. It was a great game. So I was going down my recently played list, and you know what? A dev always gives me a wonderful time. (laughs) Don't edit this out. Don't. Oh, no. Don't say it. Don't say it. No, I was going to say something possibly worse. Paugi. They, oh. I'm I'm looking up and down, and I'm constantly playing their games. And it's not necessarily for easy gamer score, like you might think. Like I legitimately enjoy their games, and I enjoy that I could play with the whole family. Uh, my wife sits down and plays with me, oh, nice. and 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 they come out with a new game every two or three months, I believe. So they, they're still banging them out. So that that is, you know, I, I know Nate was trying to get more recent games, and I can't think of a dev that I've played several of their games other than this one. Now, you know, Poundy also has access to, I, I think, because they have some sort of partnership with Lightwood Games, they should be able to get Pick-A-Picks, which is like um, uh, Picross, yeah. Wow, that's like the one thing Uh, we haven't had. Yeah, well, we have. There's one or two games that are Picross, uh, basically. They're basically Picross on Xbox. We have like two of them, I think. Um, Oh, right. I mean, the one Pauggy we haven't had. 
but 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 yeah. So these guys, Palgi, can put out a bunch. It looks like they have access to a bunch that are on PlayStation and uh, the Vita. <laughs> Come Pal- on, if it could be on the Pal- Vita and the Switch. So I don't know why these haven't made their way to Xbox, but they could, and that would be awesome. That would make them even awesomer. PlayStation Palgi Picross has some great alliteration, so that's a good one. All right, Wild West, finish us off. Yes, sir. Uh, we've got Philip Wendell saying Thunder Lotus Games. I loved Spirit Fair and am interested in their other games, but that's the only one I've played. And I'm glad that Spirit Fair made its way back to Game Pass. I can play that. I didn't get a chance to play it the last time, so I'm looking forward to trying that as well. Uh, Wasteland Ogre Joe says I haven't been sticking to one studio lately, but I wanted to give a dishonorable mention to Upstream Arcade who just made the new Hellboy game and left in a game save issue, making it so that anyone who is going for a completion of the game will randomly lose all their data. There, I traded your treat of a question for a trick up my sleeve. Happy Halloween, fellas. And a happy Halloween to you too, Wasteland. But Upstream, on the other hand, Upstream did do West of Dead, which was pretty awesome in my opinion. Yeah, I've heard of the issues with the new Hellbone or Hellboy game, so but hopefully they'll get that patched up soon. Uh, I'll do the first kind of uh, out there. I wanted to, to make a quick comment about Wasteland Joe. You notice how we spelled your correctly, Y-O-R-E, in there? I, mean, uh, I don't notice yeah. it when it's correct. I only notice when oh, it's incorrect. He noticed the like time uh, of your <laughs> just Yeah, I'm not one to usually point out uh, what someone says to me in a private message, but I wanted to out him for uh, messaging me uh, when he first joined the the uh, the Discord, he messaged me saying, "You know, you're spelling it Y O R E, right? <laughs> like, is that <laughs> correct?" I said, "Yeah, that's correct." <laughs> and then he's been spelling it correctly ever since. So I just nice. wanted to to Joe has acclimated himself well. Uh, you know, he's in every single room imaginable, pushing but... out quotes like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah, we finally got him doing it, doing I the quotes him. correctly. I banned him from uh, <laughs> the Discord for a couple of days. No. <laughs> After you spell correct him, right? Yeah. Uh, so like my kind of more, uh, my kind of more out there uh, developer that I've been that I've enjoyed recently uh, is the Two Point Studios. Uh, I really enjoy Two Point Campus. I played, uh, my wife started the Two Point uh, Hospital games, and I played some of those on her account, and I've enjoyed it. And now I need to go on my account and actually play it. Um, so that's that's one that I've had quite a bit of enjoyment in there. And I know those games aren't for everyone. They're more of the management style. Um, but that's kind of like my more uh, different developer because the main one that I've been having a lot of fun with recently is Remedy. Uh, They're my favorite developer now uh, after kind of what happened with Cyberpunk and and Witcher had a little bit at the beginning too so I kind of dropped uh, dropped them a little bit down and Remedy has come up and just you know Alan Wake and Alan Wake Remastered played Control at the beginning of this year I enjoyed Quantum Break and then they released their new game this week that I'll talk about later. So I've just uh, I've been enjoying Remedy quite a bit, and so I want to go back and get the different editions of Control done and and get 
try to finish all their games 100% is what I'm looking at doing in the near future. So that's kind of the, the easy answer for me. So I was trying to think of something that was a little bit more different. And I've had quite a bit of fun with Two Point Studios as well in their management games. And hopefully some more. I think they have some more stuff on Steam that I hope makes its way eventually over. Or Are something you jazzed about the uh, the Max Payne remakes or remasters? I am. And uh, Control Two. I I am. Uh, I haven't looked up a lot of information. I haven't read the stuff on Control Two. I think that's going to be next year or the year after. But I played. I don't know about you guys. I played a lot of Max Payne One and Two growing up. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that and seeing how it can they can kind of relate that to the new you know new style of video or the newer style of video games nowadays versus the you know, when that came out, that was very uh, kind of groundbreaking, I guess you could say. Yeah, the bullet the time, time was really cool. I remember playing that on oh, PC. Yeah. I just, I played that a ton mm-hmm. growing up. It was so. just so cool to like bullet time through a door and shotgun yeah. a guy in the face and then roll out. Oh, yeah. It just felt so good. I mean, it's not just for the guy with the, <laughs> not, not the, with the guy with the shotgun face, but no, no, <laughs> no. But I mean, it's just at that time there was nothing anywhere close to it. I mean, you definitely have to look back at it and say that that's at the history of video games. That's something that should be up there. I I, I think it's good hands. Uh, we'll see how they do it. I don't know if they. I don't think they've ever really done a. It's just Alan Wake remastered. It's the only other remastered I think Remedy's ever done. So we'll be interested to see how they take care of it, but. It sounds like they're putting a lot of work into it, not just kind of slapping the label on it and going forward with it. So, yeah, Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I heard about that. They did a great job. I mean, they they look good, right? They're they're in Unreal uh, Engine five. Is it five? I think it's five. Uh, they're in the latest Unreal Engine. Let's put it that way. Um, but it did. I was noticing like when, when snake is in the, uh, I guess the river or the water or whatever at the edge of where the land meets the water, it just looked like everything was stretched. Like that's how the mesh was working. I was like, huh? Okay. It it doesn't seem like they remade it. So I guess this is a remaster more than anything else, which, uh, I'd have to look up to see which that is, but I mean, it still kind of looked good. Like, not going to lie, I was kind of excited about it, but I would hope that a Max Payne being as old as it is um, gets a full... And it says, I don't I don't think they were on the console, right? One and two? No. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. PlayStation 2? Well, with achievements, though. Oh, with achievements, right. no. Right, 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 no. right. Yeah. So, um, so it would be a great time for them to get... To get that did you no. sorry? Did you like that the Metal Gears all had their own achievement lists? I do. I, I want to see what happens with I, I forget which one was it the very first Metal Gear that had that uh, you know you have to plug in the second controller to confuse the guy um, mechanic so. on the NES. Yeah, but I don't think that's I don't think they're going back that far. <laughs> but I would love to see some kind of that that weirdness uh, come through. I was surprised that they all had separate lists. I think the two NES games might share one list, but other than that, I was just trying to figure out if it would still be considered uh, the collection genre since they're all separate like this. Well, I know one guy that probably has an opinion on it, so mm-hmm. right doesn't that's say collection. Vulgar. Doesn't say collection. Oh, it doesn't so. say it no. doesn't say collection. Does it have to say collection if it's got yeah. more than one game? Because okay. there's technically, separate. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. But they're also brand new, so they could easily be reclassified 
All right. So all that to say, thank you, Doug. Wonderful game developers and studios for giving us great games and the cookie thing. <laughs> Not gonna lie, we got a lot more good discussion out of that than I thought we were gonna get. So yeah, good job. Well, Jameson for suggesting it and me for reworking it. Some great games in there. All right, we have some news items to get to. Yeah, I'll I'll read. Uh, Chewy asked us to talk oh. about his Lego challenge uh, All right. in November, so I'll, I'll read about that real quick. Uh, and just a quick rundown. You know, if you want to know more, um, check out the Discord. Check out the contest info channel. Everyone should be seeing that. If you go to the server, it should show up for everybody. Uh, and then also go to the role assignment and get yourself into the contest general channel. It's the one that has Chewy's face. Uh, if you react to that, you'll get access to that. You can kind of see what's going on there. But basically the way you'll sign up for this is by clicking, I think, in the contest info channel on the Lego challenge. React to that and that'll get you entered uh, and, and tracked. Now, uh, you want to get in on this. <laughs> you want to make sure you're being tracked uh, because it is a lot of work uh, for Chewy. But uh, the way it's going to work is uh, it's the metric, the scoring metric uh, is achievements won in Lego games. So anything you know that's Lego branded. Uh, completions will add additional bonus points. Uh, completions based on all DLC being completed as well. So if you don't own the DLC, that's not a completion. You have to buy the DLC and complete it to get the what we consider a completion. And all games in the series count apart from Bionicle Heroes, uh, just to make it easier for him to track. Uh, there's no restriction on platforms or regions, and scoring <laughs> is done based. <laughs> scoring is done based on achievements. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're putting that. That's it's got an asterisk. Uh, scoring is done based on achievements appearing in the period summary, and it's based on each contestant's own time zone because that's how that summary page works. There will be prizes. The gamer with the most points will win the top prize. Uh, points will be converted into entries for additional prize draws. So the more points you get, the more chances you have to get uh, those other drawings. And Wild West 08, that guy, has generously donated a third prize, which would be a draw using Lego Lord of the Rings series and Lego Marvel series completions as entries. So, you know, Indiana Jones won't count, but Lord of the Rings and Marvels will. And the, and the Hobbit. Extra prize. Oh, and The Hobbit. Good times. What is with you people in your 17-hour movies? Huh. Huh. Well, I, had, your, I hadn't... Your 86-hour uh, Lego games. <laughs> oh. I haven't given away a game in a while, so I was like... I, I messaged you and I said, hey, I'll give out a, an extra prize for it. And he's like, well, do you want to do something? And I was like, well, I like Lord of the Rings. I like Marvel movies. So we'll do Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Hobbit. Any of the Lego Marvel movies can just be a separate thing. And we'll just pick a winner from one of that and we'll get a prize to you. Very, very then, sweet of you. And then the other uh, news item that I'll talk about are the uh, November Targets. And we just wanted to talk about them because one of them is for Black Friday, which is earning two plus achievements on a Friday, and you have to get six achievements on a Friday for gold. So you only have, I think, what, four times to do that, if I'm right. right. I think there's four Fridays in, yeah, four Fridays in November. And then the other ones are earn five uh, rare achievements to get the bronze, but 15 total for gold, and then... Uh, 15 achievements in DLC or title updates to get gold there. So we just wanted to highlight that because I know some of us, I, I like doing the targets. I've done them all. I know I, I'm pretty sure Mike Pitch has done them all too. And I, 
I know there's some other people in the community that do them, and so this one just another oh, reminder just to get the stuff in. For f- <laughs> it's gonna be all gold, baby. But, I've done. Yeah, them you only. Have what you done them all? Uh, oh, chop, good, good for you. Liver. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes. That you, I, you hardly ever talk yes. about it. So, or, yeah. I know. Well, congratulations I, I, to I you. I want to. I just don't. Unless it's, I don't know. So yeah, I have sixty golds. Yep, sixties were with some with some clever photoshopping. Kush can have sixty golds as well. I have sixty medals as well. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, he said medals though. <laughs> that he's, he's not wrong. He's not lying. No. But what I tend to do is wait to see what I get naturally, and then, uh, like, I just got my last one for October yesterday. Nice. I think the one I missed was, like, Open World or... I can't remember exactly what it was, but I confused the genre, and, like, on the last day, in the last few hours, I was slamming stuff out, and it was the wrong genre. Oh, man. And so, yeah, so that's why I didn't get that gold, because I waited too long and didn't pay too too close attention. Otherwise, I would have all 60, but I've I've got that asterisk. All right, you have a fun story, at least. Uh, That's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Don't consider that fun, but sure. You're a very busy goosh. He loses sleep over it, is what he's saying. Yeah. Lies awake at night Uh, thinking of that gold medal. It's out of reach. Yeah, and then they changed the display format, so now I can't fake it. All right. Looking forward to the new Targets. Probably knock out all the Friday ones on Friday. Yeah, just get it done. Tomorrow or today. Yeah, whatever, whatever Friday. And you're listening to this, whatever the next one is. <laughs> All right, we're going to do some game showcasing. I'll go first. So what I have been talking about this month is my head-to-head competition versus FUG for the Better Completions Matter, in which we were both given five games to work from. Uh, and... We both had similar progress in both in the, the five games. Now, if you recall, I already talked about Dragon's Lair. Completed that. Talked about Bully a couple weeks ago. And I wound up completing that. Uh, I was a little bit boneheaded because nice. I had forgotten that that was one of my never-ending stories uh, games that I had never had finished the campaign from. So Chewie yelled at me a little bit. So I will hopefully talk to Chewie a little bit more in depth about it on an upcoming never-ending story segment, if he'll talk to me. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, one of the Jackbox uh, games was a third one, completed that. And then that left two, Beyond Good and Evil and Anodyne. Now, Beyond Good and Evil is... Uh, Xbox Live Arcade game from the old days of the Xbox 360, which of course was uh, an updated remaster of an older game that was out, I think, like 2003, something like that. Um, yep, 2003. And it was on PlayStation 2, Xbox OG, GameCube. Etc. And I finally finished that one off. So I completed that one as well. 
And the walkthrough on TA is one of the best walkthroughs ever. Now, the one thing that it does do that some people might find awesome and some people might not like at all, depending on your play style, is that it mentions things to do in the game that that you can do to 100% the game that don't necessarily have to do with achievements. Uh, so, for example, you need to get 11 M-Discs for an achievement. That's a collectible, but it tells you how to get all 13. So even after you get the 11th M-Disc of the achievement, it goes on to tell you uh, how to get the rest of them. And then there's a certain uh, animals you have to take pictures of. It tells you how to do all of that. And a lot of this stuff is not achievement related, but it, it breaks it down for you just to get the full enjoyment of, out of the game. And it's definitely a game of its time. It's full voice acting, and it's just an old, old French Ubisoft game that is pretty much well known now for having a sequel that's been in development hell for well over a decade. Uh, do you know anything about this game, guys? Yeah, it's like the record for the longest game, I think, now in development. It's insane. I assume it's not coming out. I I mean I played I played it uh the um, I think it was I think it's backwards compatible I'm pretty sure it is I, yes. I played it yes uh I I didn't get the hype for it because it was just one of those games that you'd hear about all the time from different people oh this is such a good game such a good game so I played it and I don't know it's I, just okay it it's it's good yeah I well it's when did you play it? did you play it when it was on the N64 or no this is on Xbox yeah yeah that's why. Like when it was on N64, it was amazing. Uh, on Xbox, yeah. not so much. Was it? You, would you yeah, classify it, it more of just of its time, um, kind of like GoldenEye? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great, great comparison. Yeah, at the time, um, I mean, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, 2003 for me. Good. Yeah, I played it. 2011. I started it in August in 2016 and finished it in September. So. I think it was there were there were no expectations for that game, right? <laughs> like it's an unknown quality. It came out and it was it was just like beyond anything I thought it would be. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and then you go back and you play it <laughs> in backwards compatibility, and yeah, uh, it's an N sixty four game. That controller had ye- little yellow camera buttons, and that's how you move things around. <laughs> so that's how old this game was. Don't get your hopes up too high. You know, it's good for its time. Yes, it's a little bit newer than that, Nate. Not to correct you, but it's uh, it was the next gen after that. It was GameCube, but uh, I oh, was it GameCube. Yeah, yeah, it was Game. Oh. it was GameCube. GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and Microsoft Windows, and then that was 2003, and then the Xbox Live Arcade uh, port came out in 2011. So only eight years later, but I guess there's huge strides were made in gaming in eight years. But if you're curious, it is uh, still available on on uh, backwards compatibility. It's a run of the mill action game, but it's it's got many different genres. Like you, you fly around shooting stuff. There's racing parts. There's camera, a, a bad camera. Is that what you said? Pictures of things. Yep. You have to take pictures. Of yes, things. there's like pictures. a photo oh, mode you have yes, to use. Yes, to take pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this would have been a really good achievement list if it wasn't uh, tied up by the 
limitations of having only 12 achievements for the Xbox Live Arcade also. I think it would have been a, a much better list. But if you're going to check it out, the walkthrough is perfect. And then there's a point of no return uh, late in the game when you go up to the moon. But you can make use of uh, five or six different save slots. So that shouldn't be much of an issue if you do that properly. And the last game I wanted to talk about is called Anodyne. I might have talked about this on the show a couple of years ago. This game is a love letter to The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, which is one of my favorite games ever. And this game was created by, I think, like two people. And it is... It's definitely not as good as Zelda, but it's pretty fun. Um, you go and you, you know, usual, instead of a sword, you have a broom, which sounds silly, but there's a mechanic where you find dust and you use the dust uh, to create platforms to ride on. So if you see some dust, you put it in the water and then you ride on it and then use it like a raft. So there's all kinds of cool stuff like that. And this game has 16 achievements. Um, TA has it as a five to six hour completion. What I did is I went and used a video guide because you have to get all 37 cards. So there's basically hidden cards in the game. And you need to find all 37. And get all the health and broom upgrades, and that's a 100% clear achievement. Other than that, most of the achievements are for uh, killing bosses, basically, and doing basic things. Now, um, <laughs> I have to say, have you guys ever followed a Let's Play video as opposed to, like, a walkthrough meant for a quick achievement playthrough? Uh, not by often, mistake. but yeah, I had to do it. What by uh, mistake? No. Well, when I had to, yes. I did. Okay, so I found so so the other thing in this game is there's a speed run, right? So you have to beat the game in less than three hours and hundred percent it. So. There are plenty of videos out there to beat the game in less than two hours. But in doing so, you are not getting the full, uh, you know, the game, the way the game was meant to be played. You, you want to talk to all the characters. You want to read the dialogue. If you're doing that for three hours, you're going to be mashing through and looking for skips and stuff like that. Now, someone figured out there, there are cheats. And the PlayStation version of the game has cheats so basically in the menu um if you keep hitting down like 30 times you get to a secret menu and you could type in the konami code shock of shocks and it just starts unlocking achievements for you but i tried it on an alt account and to see which ones would pop and the 100 percent in under three hours does pop and then there's a second achievement that pops as well um, so there's actually a post game after getting the 37 cards to get 48 cards total. So those pop, but not all of them. 
So I said to myself, you know what? I could put this in my back pocket. I'm going to play the game as is, not worry about the time. And then I'll use this code for for the speed run. And that's what I did. So uh, getting back to the Let's Play video, the one I followed was not great. I'm not going to say it's horrendous because it, it ultimately got me to where I needed to go. But the guy, like, you had me yelling at the guy for getting lost. So that tells you a lot. And this is a guy who had already played the game. That's why I was infuriated. Like, you should know where to go. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get lost here. I'm like, what? Um, but this is, uh, the guy's name is Spiky Orphan. And it was very delightful. He talked throughout the whole Let's Play and you know, gave any trivia that he knew about the game and stuff like that. So it was... The reason I didn't abandon it is because I enjoyed it. But he definitely just went in circles a lot a couple times. And Other than that, though, Anodyne is really great. I think it's on sale for like $2 now. That's what it says. I, I would definitely grab this game for $2, down from 10 And there's a sequel, Anodyne 2, that looks very different. There's like a, there's the Link's Awakening style, but there's also a 3D portion as well. So I hope to get that game on sale at some point as well. So yeah, I um, all that to say is that I completed all five games on my list uh, for head to head. So I destroyed nice. Fug, <laughs> who I don't think you know really cared. Now, because of this, uh, I actually suffered on my RTDL this month. For October, getting the lowest I've ever gotten in RTDL, seven achievements. <laughs> I usually get somewhere around 15 to 20, and I've never had uh, fewer than 10 ever in the existence of RTDL. But you know what? It actually felt good to complete five games and instead of just picking and choosing achievements from RTDL and kind of I mean, that's how I wound up with five games like in the state they were from from RTDL. You play a little here, a little there, and that's what happens. So there's something to be said for completing games and getting that, that warm feeling from doing so much, from doing so. We'll make a completionist out of you yet, El. Okay. <laughs> I like completing games. I just, I get shiny syndrome that Nate gets sometimes as well. It just happens sometimes. It's contagious. I'll just drop games, not because I'm bored by it, but because there's something else grab my attention. But I'm going to see if I can sink my teeth into a Lego game for uh, November. We'll see if, it, if I could do it. I think the one I want to work yeah. on is, is uh, Harry Potter with my daughter. That's what I'd like to do. That sounds fun. Yeah, I was planning on doing the same thing. Because I bought, I actually got the Lego Harry Potter one for the, let's see, I think I got the 360 one. And I finished that, and then I bought it for my daughter for the the one, but then I forgot that I needed to buy a digital because she has the Series S. So we can play it on my main one this month. And oh, really? Have you some can't fun just, there. Uh, yeah. You can't grab some power tools and put a disk drive in there? <laughs> I could. Wouldn't. Wouldn't help work. very much. But. Wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I've started Harry Potter like two or three different times. It just never sticks. So, that, just like anything else, like we always have fun when we play. Yeah, just have to stick to it. 
Well, anyway, that was me babbling about my games. Uh, check out Anodyne and Beyond Good and Evil. I, I do recommend them. They're definitely... They definitely were fun. I'm sure there's better out there, but I like them for the right price. I haven't grabbed them. All right, who wants to go next here? Let's see. Definitely Koshmos. Yeah, I'll make this he's quick. He's in hiding. It's definitely, <laughs> not be a, um, it's definitely not going to be a licensed game or a Game Pass game, right? Or, uh, those are the only two things not. it could be. Ah. Well, I'm going to talk yeah. about a little game. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to play this. It's only been out for 15 years. Oh, uh, it's the minutes. Spiderwick Chronicles. Oh, gosh. What's this? <laughs> Sp- the Spiderwick Chronicles came out in 2008. And yes, it is a tie-in. I, it uh, I believe it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's basically it a movie, a book, basically the movie, oh, which I haven't right. seen. It's both. Um, it's both. Yeah. But at, wait, there's two of them? Or there's two. Well, versions he of was it. saying movie or book, and it's both. It's a book um, and. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was aware of that, but I haven't read the book and I haven't seen the movie. Although I feel like I've seen part of the movie because this game has scenes from the movie, um, and um, so every now and then you'll see like a little bit of uh, footage while they kind of talk over it um, to kind of give you like a, a short synopsis of you know how that uh, story element goes. Uh, there's voice acting in this game. Um, there are no missables, uh, so it's really well done. Um, TA says it's eight to ten hours. I've had a great time with it. You know, I I, I love these tie-in games for one, uh, and for it being a fifteen-year-old game, uh, it plays pretty well. Uh, it, it does have loading. Uh, when you go inside the house, outside the house, go into different areas, and the map is not huge, uh, but that's fine because I don't want a huge sprawling game. I just want to enjoy it. Um, in this game, you're basically playing as a, uh, a series, uh, you know, one of three kids that go to this house, uh, and, um, discover that I think your uncle, uh, your uncle, uh, has disappeared. Um, but you find that, uh, you know, he's, you know, known about these magical creatures, these sprites, uh, and trolls and goblins that, uh, all live in this, you know, around this house, um, in the woods and such, uh, and they kind of have a relationship, you know, uh, with each other. But his, his their uncle is gone, and you are basically trying to, uh, I guess you find this book, and you're trying to protect this book from this really bad troll. Uh, and, and the, Why are you looking at me? You know, as that goes along, you kind of help rescue your uncle. And What's that? You said troll, and then you looked right at me. Uh, no, uh, the camera's not oh. on. But, uh, so you definitely didn't see <laughs> me look tell. right at I you. I could but tell. I but I did. <laughs> um, so the game, like I said, there's there are no missable achievements. Uh, the achievements are pretty much for completing chapters for collecting um, resources. So like when you play as this one little character, um, uh, he, he's basically running in this little uh, world that's between the walls. Uh, you kill roaches with a pin. So you just throw your pin like a javelin and you kill roaches. You have to get, I think, all of them. I, I don't think there are any extra. So you have to kill, I think, 50 total, something like that. So and there are three achievements tied to that based on you know, 10, 25, and 50 or something like that. Then there's picking up uh, ammunition. You'll pick up ball bearings for one character who has a slingshot. You'll pick up um, some other type of ammo. Uh, and then... This, there's this interesting mechanic 
you can carry three power-ups, and, and the way you get those power-ups are by catching sprites. And so you'll run around the world with a, with a net, and you'll swipe a sprite, and then you have to do kind of like a, uh, like a scratch-off. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a scratch-off, but it's like a scratch-off mixed with watercolor paint. Uh, you'll have to kind of paint this sprite, and yeah, there's a time limit, which is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, so I got, was getting really frustrated with that until I realized, oh, okay, this, this acts like watercolor. So as I draw a line, it's going to spread out from, from the line I draw. So then I just started drawing a line, go down a little bit, draw another line with some space between them. And I would let the watercolor kind of like soak into the page and, and do that. And I, when I started doing that, I had no issues with the timing of, of uncovering these sprites at all. Um, you have to get every sprite. And the way you can tell if you've had that, if you've caught that sprite before, because they'll respawn once you use them uh, or once you leave the area and come back in, uh, they have a certain glow around them. And if they have a big glow around them, you have not caught them before. Uh, but once you catch them, uh, that glow will be gone and they'll just look kind of regular. There, there might also be a journal that tells you which ones you've had. I, I haven't gotten to that point yet where I'm doing cleanup, but I'm pretty much there. Um, when you beat the game story, you can then still go back into the game and complete all the quests that you may not have done. So you don't need to follow a guide, uh, which is good because there's no walkthrough on TA. There, this game is so old that the walkthroughs are on GameFAQs and NeoSeeker <laughs> and, and places like that. Uh, so I actually pulled that up because I didn't want to miss anything. And and at that time, I don't think I don't think the walkthroughs said, "Oh, there are no missables." So I was just kind of using that to make sure as I was going through area by area to make sure I wasn't missing anything and was going to have to do a bunch of backtracking uh, because I was using this for the 360 contest just to put up some points. So I didn't, you know, I didn't put in like a jello pudding performance. Uh, and then um, I also needed open world, uh, the bane of my existence uh, for the open world medal for this uh, this past month. Um, so I needed a game where I could get 300 gamer score and this was perfect because it's got a thousand gamer score and I was able to slam that out in just a few hours and have a good time while doing so. Uh, there are also some online or I should say multiplayer achievements. I think there's three really? of them, but they can all be done locally with mm. uh, one to two controllers. Some of them, some of them you can do with just one controller, even though they say you need two people, um, but you do not have to find someone else that has a copy of this game, which could be difficult because they either sold it or they don't have it and there's no game stops anymore. Uh, so you won't be able to just pick one up for cheap. Uh, so everything can be completed locally with two controllers. Um, and uh, it doesn't take very long. I think it takes like at the most five minutes per match. And I think you have to do, um, seven, let's just say seven matches total. And then you'd be done with all that. So I, I'm at the point where I just have cleanup and uh, then I can put this back on the shelf and call it done and just have another uh, tie-in game uh, in my hat, you know, a little feather in my hat. Um, but that's it. The Spiderwork Chronicles. It's a great time for, you know, 15-year-old game. I uh, can't recommend it uh, any higher. It is a non-backwards compatible 360 game. So it's worth lots of really? points for those crazy contests we do. Really? I noticed... This is also listed as a beat em up. It is a beat em up. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> That's why I'm so happy to play it. Um, you, the combat. I should. I should talk about the combat. Uh, there yeah. are three kids. Uh, one of the kids uses a baseball bat. Um, 
uh, to kind of hit stuff. Uh, one of the kids is a, kind of nerdy, so he, he makes a, like a little super soaker that shoots, um, I guess, vinegar and tomatoes, you know, basically uh, acidic uh, mixture onto and, uh, you know, the goblins and such, and it makes them die. Uh, and then the sister is a fencer. She, she does a lot of, uh, not, not, not to say she sells things that she shouldn't, but, uh, she, she uses a sword. So she's very good with that. And then she goes and she kills stuff that way. Um, and you're killing a whole lot of goblins. Uh, there's, there's an achievement for getting 500 goblin teeth and you'll typically get two per kill. So you're going to kill a lot of them. Um, but yeah, and, and that's where the beat em up comes from. There, there's a lot of it. Uh, and as you collect more and more sprites that, that give you health back, uh, your health meter will grow. So you, I, you start off with, I think, three leaves, and by the time you're done, I think you have like six leaves or something. So uh, it's very hard to die in this game uh, because you quickly uh, increase your health pool, and it's just not that hard. Oh, I should say uh, there are difficulty settings. I played on, I think, the easiest, uh, which I normally play on normal, but this one oh, I just don't. bumped it down to easy <laughs> and... And it was, uh, yeah, you probably don't want to spend a whole lot of time with this game. You certainly wouldn't want to do hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not that bad. But, yeah, I was surprised at the fact that it's a beat-em-up open world. Yeah. Uh, and That's uh, kind of cool. But it actually fits. It actually fits. When, when I was playing that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So you yeah, might have I mean, a- if you know about it, <laughs> you wouldn't think Spider-Wake Chronicles is being an open world beat-em-up game. But- yeah. 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 So you may have a bone to pick with this uh, top review here on TA. Did you see this? Spider-Rick Chronicles is a short, slow-paced, easy game with essentially no replay value, and I wouldn't recommend it to any adults I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know talks to God, so sorry. <laughs> well, it depends on when that review came out, because if that, that's a 360 yeah, game. It's a long... <laughs> Looks like 2010. Yeah, so two years after you're the game have came to out. Send yeah. talks to God, a sternly worded PM, and say, "Well, I'm an adult <laughs> who played it. All right." The uh, the second review says, "Whatever you do, do not buy this game. This is one for the rental list at best." Oh. Meanwhile, you just spent, meanwhile, he just spent 150 dollars on eBay buying this game. <laughs> so I will go ahead and transpose this review and put it up on DA so you get one positive review uh, that says, hey, it wasn't that it bad. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that take on the Spider-Wick Chronicles. Mr. Jameson, you are up last, but not least. All right. All right. I have entered the darkness of Alan Wake 2 and emerged uh, victorious over the darkness. Nice. Uh, yeah, like for uh, those who listened to last week's episode, I was able to uh, start and finish Alan Wake 2. Um, and let me just say this game was awesome. Um, I was telling Kush before that this, you know, just improved on everything that Alan Wake 1 had to offer. And just it, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing game. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I enjoyed the new aspects they brought in. Um, I enjoyed uh, the the gameplay. Uh, I enjoyed the the story. The story was top notch in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to get into the story because it's brand new game. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, you you uh, the little bit I will say was you start as a, a new character. <laughs> the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> stay stay tuned for five years from now. Uh, no. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> uh, so you play. Uh, 
so you start off um, as you've seen in the trailers. You start off as a new character. Uh, she's a FBI agent by the name of Saga Anderson, and she gets called out to Bright Falls because there are starting to be murders again. Um, this takes place in the present day, so this is uh, 13 years after Alan Wake One, um, and so they're starting to have some murders out there. So they send uh, Saga and her partner out there to kind of uh, figure out what's going on because there's some ritualistic murders going on and so she gets kind of sucked into the whole Alan Wake universe and uh, pretty much from there uh, after the first few chapters you kind of kind of take the uh, the cue from the the medium game I don't know if you guys remember that game where you kind of switch back and forth between the different worlds it's kind of like that but a lot better so you can interchange between saga in the the real world and playing as alan wake in the darkness and so uh there's a there's a whole world there uh that i'm not going to get into to spoil anything but um you can switch between the two uh pretty much whenever you want to and then uh eventually they'll the the story comes to a head there at the end and and you get all that so but uh i think kush mentioned it last time it's it's nice to have a game that's single player that's a story game um i think i put about 20 hours into it and you know you finish it you're done with it it was just an amazing experience but you don't have to i mean there will be dlc so more time will be spent on it but you're not constantly having to go back and do events or do other online stuff that you can just enjoy the game uh, enjoy the experience that you had with the game and you know move on to just you know to something else that you want to play as well um, so it released my time at 11 p.m i played it from 11 p.m um, i was planning on only playing it for a couple hours but i got sucked in i don't think i went to bed till about 6 a.m the next day slept for a couple hours woke back up you know played some more and then uh unfortunately i got called in not went to work for a little bit, came back and finished the story up that night on Friday night or Saturday, early Saturday morning. Uh, so it was, it was a great experience. Um, gameplay is very similar to Alan Wake one. Um, don't really kind of do that running. I don't, if you guys remember, you could, you know, run for a little bit and then you'd start huffing and puffing and you'd have to slow down. You kind of just do a, a casual walk and then they do have like kind of a trot. Uh, if you click the L, uh, the L stick, you can kind of do a casual trot that you won't ever be huffing and puffing at all, but you'll just kind of be running. Uh, you have your similar weapons with your flashlight, your rear pistol, your flare gun, your flashbangs, your, uh, your flares, you have your shotguns, your hunting rifles. So I don't, not really, I think the only new weapon they have is the crossbow in this game. Um, and then this one kind of takes the page from Halo Infinite in that it has, it's a little bit of an open world. It's not like an open world like Assassin's Creed or any of those type of games, but um, there's a new area that you do get to explore in the game um, along with Bright Falls and uh, Cauldron Lake and everything. And in that kind of open world, just like Halo Infinite, there's different uh, things that you can do. There's collectibles that you can get. There's people you can talk to. Uh, there's little story bits that you can go around the, the different areas and find. Um, uh, I would say that the collectibles are not as bad as the, the previous game. Uh, there's uh, little stashes like they had in the last game. What's that? 
I mean, there was thermoses the first game. What do you have now? Like lunch boxes or something? There are lunch boxes. So the lunch boxes what? you have, I want to. S- there are lunch boxes. Yeah, um, and it's part of the story. The reason why uh, <laughs> that they're there. No, I'm serious. There are lunch boxes. There's like, I want to say there's like 20 of them. That's funny. Um, each each lunch box contains a, a different number of manuscript pages that are oh, cool. torn up, and so you pick up the lunch box. Let's say, you know, you might get five, seven, nine. I think they're all like odd numbers for some reason, but you get that. And after you find a certain amount of lunch boxes, you get um, those pages you can turn into weapon upgrades. So you'll go into your, uh, you can go into the menu and let's say it'll cost 15 uh, points to upgrade your pistols. So it'll do some more damage. Um, and so you can uh, do that. Uh, so you'll want to go around collect the lunch boxes. You can upgrade your different weapons that you have. Uh, they also have kind of the stashes like they had in the first game to give you resources that you can find throughout the map. Um, they also have the new things called uh, nursery. Let me see what they're called. Uh, nursery rhymes. Yeah. So they have nursery rhymes. I think there was about eleven or so of them. And they're around the different areas as well. Um, usually around the nursery rhyme, there's little dolls that you can pick up, like wooden dolls that are different characters. Um, the nursery rhymes are uh, uh, related to... Uh, I guess I won't say it. I don't want to spoil it. So the nursery rhymes are just... A, they have a little uh, page there with a, the actual nursery rhyme, and then you figure out where you want to put the doll to get... Uh, to get the uh, to to complete the puzzle kind of thing because if you read it it'll say the little thing and you have to kind of figure out what spot you need to put the the doll at um, and then after you finish it you'll get rewarded with a charm um, a charm is kind of a new thing uh, the saga character has a charm bracelet that her daughter made for her and in it you get three spots at the beginning you can earn a fourth spot as well and the different charms will add uh, a little abilities for you like you could take more damage or your flares will do more damage things like that you'll have more health you know stuff like that and you can take the charms on and off as as you will but there's an achievement for having a full charm bracelet of three and for finding all the charms as well so you'll get the charms for that um and there's even a charm to help you like if you somehow die uh, you can, there's a one called the coffee, coffee charm, there's coffee cup charm or something, and it'll break, the, it's a one-time use charm, um, and then you can basically revive yourself and continue playing, and you can find four or five of those coffee charms throughout the, uh, throughout the maps, so, but yeah, they do have, they do have the lunch boxes, uh, and uh, kind of a joke, they have, um, the area that you save in, um, is called a break room, and there's, bunch of different break rooms throughout the the maps every you know i don't know, i would say every five minutes there was a different break room or you could go back to a previous one if you want but the break room has a thermos in it so you basically when you save there you the coffee cup empties up like you took a little break but it, it does kind of play into the the coffee cup thermos theme from the first game which i thought was kind of fun um oh. they do have little little <laughs> little boss enemies uh throughout the game uh so you'll play it and i just i enjoyed it because there was a lot of callbacks to previous characters uh from the game and so i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a a, just a great 
great game and you know i, I make fun of akush a lot because he plays these different games and gives everything a you know game of the year contention but the game of the year for me this year is going to be really hard because uh, i count games that i played in the year not when they actually came out because i that's just how i like to do it and i played a lot of games this year and this is definitely might take the cake for me on on it because i just i enjoyed it a lot it was just an amazing game and i'm glad that it's getting good reviews and uh you completed it for those who i did um when it came out there was a glitched achievement and it that got quickly that got quickly remedied (laughs) um i got it (laughs) uh there's an achievement for finding all the weapons which uh is pretty much story related i mean you really have to go out of your way to not get it all the weapons are pretty much there but I guess if you really wanted to, you could skip the weapons, but it's pretty pretty easy to find them all. And so that achievement was glitched everywhere. It was glitched on PlayStation. It was glitched on... Uh, I don't know about the Epic Game Store, but it was glitched on Xbox as well. PlayStation got their uh, day one patch that fixed it right away. Xbox took a little bit of time. Um, I would have been the, the second one to complete it, but because of the glitch, I think I ended up at 20 is what I saw, so... But uh, I had a lot of fun with it, um, and I definitely recommend it. I think it's worth the price. It's uh, normally fifty nine ninety nine, so it's a little bit cheaper than a typical game goes nowadays. Uh, but I'm sure, uh, I think we've talked about it last week too. I think eventually it'll probably end up on Game Pass as well. A lot of Remedy games end up on Game Pass. But it's, you know, Remedy's con- you know making this new universe, and there's a lot of stuff from Control in there. Uh, and so I'd, I'd recommend playing Control first, so you kind of know it's not it's not something that if you skipped Control and just you really liked Alan Wake and you didn't play Control, if you want to play Alan Wake two, you can go ahead and play it. You'll you'll miss some stuff, but it's not completely like okay, well why what's all this stuff happening? But there's just a lot of references to what happens in Control in Alan Wake two, just like in how in Control there was the DLC that had. Alan Wake stuff in there and everything so it's something that they're moving forward with uh, I'm sure Control 2 will have some stuff from from this happening and everything and just uh, a, lot of lore, a great huh? game that I, I hold a lot of lore it's awesome they probably have a bible too just for you <laughs> and when you start listening to uh, Office Ladies you'll, you'll, you'll hear about the show bible uh, you'll find out you'll find out but um, I had another question yeah that's Alan Wake too. Are there any brands of batteries that we need to look out for? Uh, I mean, there are batteries in or is there. That a spoiler? But they don't actually. <laughs> no. Oh. I will say they There's do. No... They do yeah. not. This time, they just use a flashlight. You do not get like lanterns and different aspects like they had in the first game. They just stick with the the flashlight oh, and you find batteries find, for it. And find batteries every two seconds again. Uh, you do, but oh. I mean, it's. They have a bunch of those uh, stashes throughout the games that I never... I don't think... Oops, sorry. There was never uh, a part in the game where I was like, wow, I, I really just can't do anything right now because I don't have flashlight. I mean, I just... There was stuff everywhere that, in my opinion, felt it, but... Um, so it that, doesn't have, like, a USB-C port? You can't just charge your <laughs> exactly. battery? No, no, no. USB charts, no. no portable chargers this time around. Explains nothing. Nothing. You don't use the light on, your, on the back of your phone. You don't use that. Oh, man. No, nope, none of that. 
And one thing I will say, I think that those the uh, fans or those that have followed it, I, they uh, have mentioned a lot that this is more horror style than the first game, and it definitely is that. There are a lot more of those themes oh. in this game than there were in the previous game. Yeah. Not not to the point that it's like a you know a, a horror movie, I would say, but won't scare Kushaw. It's definitely. <laughs> it's more action. Yeah, it's, I'm not. It's more action horror than than just straight like horror. Gotcha. All right. I imagine if you were a fan of the first one, you will definitely like the second one. I would think so. Yes. I'm assuming you would recommend it at full price. I I think it is. Like I I think that they I you know I I guess you know saying that made me think of you know any possible downsides. Uh, that I encountered while playing it, and I did not. Uh, the game did not close out on me once. Um, I did not get any stuttering. All the achievements unlocked without, except for that that one that got fixed. Everything unlocked when it was supposed to unlock. Um, there, let me see. There was, there is uh, progression on the achievements. So when you pick something up, you will get progression on it that you can follow if you want to. Um, with the achievement tracker, or with the achievement tracker? tracker, yes, with the achievement That's tracker. That's awesome. That's so, so rare these days. It is. Uh, they do have that, um, but yeah, I didn't. There was not one time where I was like, "Shoot, like, I can't progress." Because I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of thinking in it. There's a lot of fun stuff that is in the Island Wake levels that you're gonna have to. I mean, hopefully you won't follow a a video guide and you can just go in and, and figure it out. And there's a lot of fun stuff that'll make you be, you know, try to figure out and be a play detective and everything. But, uh, as far as any glitches or something, I mean, between Starfield and this, I was very rare that I encountered anything. So bravo to both of them for creating games. That's rare today where it released and was just full of glitches where you couldn't do anything with it. All right. It was Alan awake too. No more Energizer Bunny to be seen. Boogaloo. Did you say that in the remaster they they was Duracell instead? Or am I making this up? Uh, be making this up. I don't think it was Duracell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they mentioned what the brattery bands. <laughs> you just pick them up. In the, okay, I know we made some Amazon basic jokes a while back, but uh, <laughs> that's a oh yeah, I'm not surprised with how short those batteries are yet. <laughs> All right. I suppose we shall get into sales. I saw one that I liked, the Jackbox Party Starter for $10. This is a good one, not just for achievements, but if you like Jackbox Party games or if you've never played a Jackbox Party game, probably more likely you would want this. It is $10 down from 20 and it has uh, the game TKO, so uh, as in T-shirt. So you're basically you're drawing T-shirts, and they make a game show out of it. And after that's over, you have the opportunity to buy the actual T-shirt that you draw from Jackbox. So that's a very cool one. It's got Quiplash, which is my all-time favorite Jackbox game. Best with eight people. Um. There's a prompt, and you answer the prompt, and then the other six people, if you're playing with eight players, would vote on the prompt. And that's definitely my favorite, but you need eight people, really. If you have not too many, it's not as fun. 
And uh, Trivia Murder Party 2 is also always a classic. That one is just straight trivia, but there's a lot of mini games throughout as well. And yeah, I see nothing wrong with the choices of the games they picked. And this is a good one. And Jameson, what do you got for us? Uh, two games for me this week. Uh, a while back, I bought one of the Agatha Christie games, and it looked pretty interesting. Uh, this time, you get two games for seven forty nine, which is down from twenty nine ninety nine. They're point and click games. Uh, I like detective games, so I'm looking for. I'm playing the Raven right now, um, and so I'm looking forward to starting this in the future. Oh. So, saw that and thought I would recommend uh, recommend that. And the, uh, the other one was just, I was looking for some Lego games this week, and they were very light, but there is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which I th- think from what I could find, it was kind of confusing, but it looked like it was all DLC, and it was $26.39, down from $79.99. So if you wanted to get that, because I'm pretty sure, I think Kush talked about it with, uh, was it Freem, uh, about uh, possibly leaving in December, and that's a long completion, that's an 80... 80 hour completion so if you want to own the yep. game with all the DLC I don't know why and have a game for next Freem is a doomsayer he's just doom and gloom uh, yeah, gonna, there, there is this, some math to back it up no it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna stay forever come on well even if it stays forever <laughs> you still would have to pay for the DLC which would be cheaper oh, anyways but, but yeah you have a Lego game for next month yes that or I could, for I had control F on Lego. One hour from now for me. And typed in Lego myself. But uh, yeah, that usually there's a thousand of them. But nope, not this week. Yeah. Probably next week. Yep, so I thought I would I would highlight that one for everyone. Man, Kush, what times you got open? Well, uh, just 10 quick ones. Okay. Um, we'll start off with, with uh, yeah, there wasn't Good a whole everyone. lot this week. So, so uh, <laughs> for uh, for those people who like good games, uh, Inscription, $10 down from 20 It's spelled kind of weird. Uh, this is a roguelite uh, collectible card game, uh, card and board. It's 40 to 50 hours. Uh, it's got a 4.69 at the time of uh, my taking notes. 4.69 stars from 69 votes. So, yeah, you know, uh, Al's got to get behind that. I, I am, yeah. Yeah, I've been told nice. that this is a great um, card-based game. Um, so uh, I've heard good things. So you might want to check it out if that's kind of your jam. Next up, uh, just for the jingle of your jollies, just for the title alone, just to have this on your tag, the Unicorn Princess is $2, down from 20 Why not? It's $2. It's sports, equestrian sports. It takes three to four hours. There are 20 achievements, and there's a walkthrough on TA. I just don't see why you wouldn't do this. Next up, Ravenous Devils, $2.50, down from 5 This is a management game, Wild Ooh. West. Ooh. It's six to eight hours. It's got a 4.04 star rating. From 86 people. And it's basically Sweeney Todd the game. Uh, it looks super cool. Hmm. Um, it's got voice acting. Um, and I, I just think it looks cool. And I think people should check it out and see if it, it, it uh, works for them. Uh, next up is Trunch. I think that's how you say it. It's $8 down from 20 It's a roguelite beat-em-up. And it's basically what if Cuphead but a roguelite and a beat-em-up? Instead of a shooter, uh, it were you know looking at some gameplay videos, it really gave me that that, that cuphead feel. Um, 
Like they took inspiration from it. You know, it's not a one to one. It's not perfect. It's, you know, Cuphead is uh, amazing uh, and really well polished. This game is not quite that. Uh, and it is a beat em up as opposed to, uh, you know, a shooter. So um, maybe check that out. And lastly, uh, Maze Mysteries, The Secret of Dragonville. I've talked about this before. It's that game that uh, has zero achievements. Well, I shouldn't say that. It has a bunch of achievements. They just, none of them work. Uh, so just something's been broken from day one. However, the draw to this game is that it is basically, uh, it is basically a Professor Layton game. And the art style, while not as good as Professor Layton, uh, it's basically if like your child put a piece of paper up to the TV screen and traced it like it. That's how <laughs> close it is to Professor Layton type graphics. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to bite the bullet. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to play it and see if it truly is a Professor Layton game. And oh, my gosh, it absolutely is. Uh, I was loving it. And just wishing that they fixed the achievements. So then I started diving through the forums and uh, actually got to a post uh, that gives us a little bit of hope. Um, I think this was from Carnage. I think Carnage posted this. It said, there's still hope. Clabiter, that's the developer, just patched one of their other games called Help Will Come Tomorrow after two years. So they don't, you know, just because it's been two years since this game came out, about, uh, doesn't mean they won't fix it. You know, in the past, they've done that. Uh, it's about two years, which fixed the broken achievements in that game. I know myself, Vudix, and others have been in contact with the devs regarding this, and apparently they are working on it. So at some point, it could happen. And it, if luck. and when it does, I love this game. I love the half hour I put into it. I played a whole bunch of different games. It, you know, it's got the puzzles just like uh, Professor Layton, and it also has... Um, like extra puzzles. So I was doing um, some Picross was an extra puzzle. Hey. There were like slide puzzles. There were uh, matchstick puzzles, all fun stuff. You know, if you like Professor Layton, man, this is Professor Layton on your Xbox. And when it gets achievements, it's a strong recommend for me. That's Maze Mysteries, The Secret of Dragonville. Five dollars down for 15. Nice. Well, if they if they patch it, then I will look into it. Absolutely, and when they do, I will definitely talk about it one more time. I'll check out that Ravenous Devils games too. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It, it. You know, I like Sweeney Todd, and I think this looks fun. You know, chopping up people, serving them as food, <laughs> fun. What could Just go wrong? Good classic fun, like a two point game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you played a two-point game if you're making that comparison, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> That's where I suppose a two-point game is. Whoa. Instead of cheesy gubbins, it's, <laughs> you know, scalps. All right. We do have tons of Game Pass news. As we were not Game Pass-ed. Game Pass-ed. Podcasted. <laughs> game Pass-ed and copy pasted and, <laughs> uh Yeah. So, out now, we have Minico's Night Market, uh, Jusant. Nate, did you play this yet? Oh, did I play this? I, I dove in. I've been trying. I've been checking it like every hour today until it came out. Uh, and I got in and, 
I am looking forward to this. What? Um, uh, it definitely reminds me of Rhyme. Yeah. It, oh, it's got so many Rhyme vibes. And it, I was just, I was in from like two minutes in. I'm like, I love this game. Uh, I hope that it continues in that way. Uh, it's it's great. And let me just say that the climbing mechanic, because that's basically what you're doing in this game. You're doing a lot of climbing, uh, is really well done. And uh, I tried to throw myself off a cliff. You can't do it. Uh, so if you're worried oh, really? about falling down, don't worry about that. Yeah. So you, you tie in with a, with a rope anytime you're going to climb. And, um, when you do that, that's the only time the game lets you walk off a ledge that isn't like a, you know, survivable drop. What? Uh, anything will be like a, a, a death, deathly drop. You can't do it. And unless you, and then once you're belayed in, like when you fall, you're just at the end of your rope. So you don't you don't actually die. I I got to a place where I was like, okay, I can clearly die if I jump off here. Let me go jump, and an invisible wall. But once wow. you put your uh, carabiner up against a wall, you can then drop off that edge. It's really well done. Uh, there is a little niggle that I have with it, uh, a little sticking point. Every now and then, uh, I will get caught up on geometry, just like a a little thing on the floor, like just a spot on the floor, in the middle of the floor. My character will get stuck on that, and I have to kind of like wiggle and then jump to get out of it. Hopefully, they'll fix that at some point, but uh, that's that's just a little, little whatever. I'm really enjoying this. I will definitely be talking about this in the future. What a leaderboard is that? I mean, um, oh, God damn it. What genre is that considered? Uh, uh, let's see. I ruined it. They say adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there a joke set up? I no, I screwed it up. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You'll have plenty of time later. It's going to be edited? Yeah. I was going to be. Was you gonna, can edit a joke in later. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. if you're going you, to be climbing the adventure leaderboard, but uh, oh, man. Oh, oh God. <laughs> It's late. Back to Game Pass. Coming off your sugar high. We'll belay that joke. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Headbangers Rhythm. Oh, not this one. No, no. These friggin' chickens are. Chickens. The pigeons <laughs> are staring at me. I'm clicking on this. This one has headphones on. This one has earmuffs. I'm not. I'm, I can't. Headbangers Rhythm Who said Royale. you were going to play it last week? No, I'm not playing anything. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure you said you were going to review this one. I, no. Fine. War Tales. Oh, by the way, Jusant is uh, Play Anywhere. Wow. Nice. War Tales also Play Anywhere. This one has no genres. Hmm. So that's why you went to Steam to find out that it's an RPG open world turn-based strategy game. What? <laughs> um, That sounds like a game you guys will like. Yeah, it caught my attention. I'll have to check it out. Only if it's an open world beat 'em up. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. It has to be a revamped Spiderwick Chronicles to get his attention. Oh yeah. Sequel. Speaking of open <laughs> world beat 'em up licensed games, Thirsty Suitors. Now this is a classic. <laughs> the game you didn't know that you needed. <laughs> I mean. You should do combo thirsty suitors with uh, soda drinker pro. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, no. All right, batten zero. This is an action adventure game. That must be a placeholder genre. This is definitely a uh, got to be visual novel, right? Um, I don't know what this is. No, it's an action adventure game. Oh man, I'm excited. 
This is Nate's favorite, Annapurna. First game. Yeah, I mean, Annapurna, I've got to check it out at least, right? I don't trust you anymore, this might Nate. Be, uh, this might be, in my opinion, the weirdest <laughs> one they've come out with so far, but we'll see. Yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't say I was going to test it out on my tag, but I, I, <laughs> I trust Annapurna. I trust Annapurna to do interesting things. Yes. And they've had one or two Let's misses all now. Let's daughters play it. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. That'd be great. Although, actually, I don't know if you want their daughters to play this game. What's a suiter? Suiter? <laughs> um, wow. Outer Loop Games. November 6th, Football Manager 2024. And usually, like clockwork, the previous iteration goes bye-bye. I know this without Freem's help, all right? I pay attention. What kind of game is Football Manager again? Oh, yes, of course, Management. Glad you had that in there to verify. November 7th, RoboQuest, which is a, a FPS game and a Rocket League game. Oh, Roguelite. <laughs> November 9th, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, Dungeons 4, and Wild Hearts. That sounds like a big game. 80 to 100 hours. Yeah, it was kind of like Monster. It was like the, uh, I think, uh, an answer to Monster Hunter. So it's going to be similar to that. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, the an-, an answer to the question, what game will L not play? November 13th, Spirit T. Ah, that's how you spell that. <laughs> We are talking about Spirit Tea earlier, before the show started. And Coral Island. Is anything like Island Saver, I'll play it, but I'm going to guess it's not. Uh, no. Killer of Joy, Wild West. November 17th, Persona 5 Tactica. And November 28th is Roller Drome. What? Is that anything like Roller Derby? It is. What? Yes, it's like a Roller Derby... Um, a shooting arena, yes. I think. I think. I think you get. I think you reload your ammo by doing like roller, roller skating tricks and things like that. If this is the game I'm thinking, um, this is the first time coming to Xbox. So that's very cool. All right, leaving Game Pass, we have Coffee Talk, which is a game that I enjoy. It was on Games with Gold, but if you somehow missed that, you have two weeks to easily bang out. This game, you should read the dialogue. Is that it? Probably won't. Is that a GTA should. joke? Yes. It's yeah, hot coffee talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you got to see the graphics <laughs> of what hot coffee looked like back then. I don't know how anyone could think that's <laughs> anything, but um, I assume it was me or somebody talked about this on level one thirty four. Probably me. I really like the game and the sequel. Hexapunks is a PC puzzler coming out. Oh, excuse me. No, it's leaving. Uh, Ghost Song was being discussed in the Vayner's channel as going bye-bye. 15 to 20 hours is pretty meaty for a Metroidvania. So I would get that started as soon as you can. Gun Grave Core. 
which is uh, Tipper Gore's son. That's what it says, right? TPS? Tippers? Yes. Yeah, third-person oh. shooter, also known as Tipper Gore's son. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it's uh, was talked about on level 227. This, Jackie! This could only be, only be a, a Nate's game. I think it was Kenny, but I also played it. So I think Kenny was doing the review. I know, I know. If you had money on that, you won big. Uh, and then I, I jumped uh, in because I also played it. We were too busy making Jackie jokes, to be fair. I think we still are. Scream it again. Uh, so, yeah, I was right. Football Manager 2023 is bye-bye. I think only, like, Hatton or people like that care. I think people that care already had this done. And Lappin. I don't remember that one. But I do remember Townscaper since it is a very, very easy half-hour completion for the PC. Uh, the reason you don't remember Lappin is it went into game preview with no achievements. And then a few months ago, they added achievements. Uh, and they were retroactive. And uh, so I had a whole bunch pop. So I need to go ahead and complete that. You play as a bunny and you do all kinds of crazy platforming. Uh, and it's kind of, I won't say it's a Metroidvania because I don't think there's any combat. It's all just, you know, platform puzzling and, you know, trying to make it past difficult rooms and stuff like that. Along with some quests. Oh, you're a bunny. I uh, yep. so Do you double hop? I don't <laughs> remember if they have a double jump or not. I'll let you know in a, in a week or so. Okay. It's very important. And just a just a quick note on the football manager. I know there's a kind of a guide in the forum for those who are interested that says that it takes about eight hours to finish, and it's a lot of simming. So it's not even you're not doing a, a lot. He he, oh. the guy that did it has a great guide in there. So for those, the completion time could be a little bit less possibly, and it's just kind of a lot of just waiting around, letting Our things go automatically. He's not going to play that. Yeah, crap. come on. Uh, yeah. I got better things to do. I think well, it's eight hours on the PC, but I think the Xbox. No, it's yeah, the, the, the Xbox version is much more. No, the console one is the easy one. The PC is the that doesn't have the that stuff. Oh. That's how they're flipped. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I think that's right. The, the PC is two to three. Yeah, the PC is a lo- yep. long time, but it, no, I, mean, no I, console I don't know commands? if that falls into the easy completion. But we haven't seen any console commands in a while. Now that I mention it. It's not console commands. It's just like the way I think you can you can sim in the console version, but I don't think you can in the PC. If I oh yeah yeah I'm remember just, right, but I could be just saying I could be wrong. Someone could correct me, but I believe that's what it is. Or there's, but no, there's this panel will. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I thought about not, doing it just because I was like, oh, ten hours. It's not that long. I could finish that. Stop it. Stop we'll it. Yeah, something it's not else. Our, it's not our wheelhouse, Stop it. or a cup of tea. <laughs> cup of tea cup of spirit tea. All right. It's, I am in charge today. I'm going to be calling this Proclamation Point. Kush, tell us about our milestones. All right. Speaking for Kenny, I'll do it in my best Kenny voice. In completions, we have Death Dealers with 300 All games, right. Shadowless AU with 500 AU. games, Domain. <laughs> Domain with 750 completed games and Thrash Forever, yikes, with 2,400 completed games. In streaks, we have RFC Ori with 100 days, Henke XD with 200 days, 
uh, Heizo with 300 days, joined with or joined by Legless Hamster. Uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, Drunken Monkeys, 850 days. Northern Last with 1,150 days. Unky Tim Fu with 2,550 days. And celebrating their one year anniversary is Cerebral Assassin. Oh, in gamer score, we've got Hurricane Dale with 250,000 gamer score. We've got Aftos84 with 350,000 gamer score. We have Jeremy DJ with 600,000 gamer score. Boots Orion with 600,000 gamer score. Scott with 850,000 gamer score. OZ Buffinet, Buffinetic with 950,000 gamer score. High no. Road V2 with 1.1 million gamer score. Izaret 102 with 1.4 million gamer score. And Mad Eye Pad Eye with 1.9 million gamer score. In leaderboards, we have Riazor. Is now in the top 5,000 of the TA leaderboard for Open World. Mike Pitch is now in the top 1,000 of the gamer score leaderboard for Xbox One. After having 1,000 uh, easy completions. I remember that from last week. And Ace <laughs> is now in the top 20 of the British Columbia Achievements 1 leaderboard. He's uh, Canadian. Damn. I'm pretty sure that's how it I'd works. I'd like yeah. you even less now. I mean, more, more. Syrup is good. All right, I haven't had any people tagging me for brags in a while. Let's go, people. You could even tag me in the almost camp if you'd like. Brag camp, almost camp. You can tag me with some Halloween pictures. Whatever you want to do, tag me. I like to be tagged. All right. That was a fun show. Anything we missed? I just message Fufu if we missed something. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. Everything imaginable. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, are you guys going to do a Lego competition next month or contest? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will sign up for it and have Chewy score me. I uh, yeah, you'll have clicked one, on the thing. One achievement. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Any uh, uh, games you're looking forward to? As of this writing, um, RTDL list just came out, but I have not looked at it yet. And I, I normally have those clicked not for contests, but I unclicked them. <laughs> so I did mention Harry Potter before. The other ones I have mm-hmm. started are Marvel superheroes and... Um, What's that one called? Ninjago. So those yeah. are the three. Oh, and I have Lego Dimensions as well. Those are the ones I want. I kind of want to change things up. I, I kind of want to change up that Lego formula. I want to do Lego Undercover. So it's not the, the movie tie-ins or whatever, which, you know, I know that's weird for me. But uh, Lego Undercover is fully their own story, and I think that'd be kind of cool. I want, I want to check that one out this month. Nice. Very nice. Oh, before we go, I have a bone to pick with Koosh. Were you a All big... Right. Th- Let's I, do I played a Limbo-like game, <laughs> and I thought of you. Okay. And it okay. is a juggler's tale. Is it me, or oh, do yeah. you love this that. game? Never heard of it. What? Uh, yeah, I love this game. Lies. I know that's the, the last campfire. <laughs> I don't I get these games confused. So... I got up to the second chapter in which you have to complete it without uh, falling in the water or getting wet. Do you read? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. on the very I last jump, uh, you jump on this rope, and I completely missed and fell in the water, and I was so pissed. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I, I jumped and just, and I tried to jump over and over and I'm like, okay, it's just a simple jump onto a rope, but I missed a jump. So yeah, I did. I didn't even realize that was an achievement. I got it on my first try. So you're a jerk. I'm lying. <laughs> uh, I think I did that section over. Tag that guy, Big L, for that achievement. I, I think I did that. I think I did that over like four or five tries, uh, and I think there was a solution. The solution. I don't remember says, if there's a solution or not. Although the walkthrough says, you know, if you mess up, do the stage over. It'll take you ten minutes, which is a lie. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I yeah, quit I would, at that point. I would say I practice mad. it. Yeah. I would say don't just go in there expecting to get it. Uh, practice those jumps. I can't really remember specifically what made it difficult. I there think was it was jump. like a, uh, yeah, it was like a judgment yeah. type thing. Like, oh, you can actually go in the water just a little bit and then jump. And it, and it counts. It still counts as not going in the water, I think. Yeah, so it, because you don't, you, know, you go in the water and die. So. I like the idea that you're, you're, being your character on strings like a like a puppet just puppeteer controlling you i like the, the idea and it's got those crazy child of lifestyle uh rhyming the story is told completely with rhymes the whole time so it's a very wacky colorful game so i i know you love it Oh, keep playing. Oh, keep boy. playing. The the string mechanic, one one of the best parts about the string mechanic is that it plays into some of the puzzles. Yeah, um, that is true. Because you you know you can't go under things right. because you're attached to strings and and, and uh, you have to go and if you do go under you have to go back out. The and narrator come, so it's it's, yells it's fun. At you if you keep trying yeah. to do it over and over. <laughs> it's like you have strings. Yes. <laughs> that's another thing that makes the game so memorable to yes. me is the yeah, narrator. It's yeah. No, it's been fun. It's just really this one achievement I thought was ugh. But there is chapters. Yeah, it won't work if, for this one. Absolutely. Yeah. In a good limbo like there's there's chapter select. Yeah, and this one definitely has that. Um, that was the t- maybe the toughest part of that game. I All think right. there might have been one or two other slightly things I, I had to try once or twice or a couple times. Uh, but I do remember that jumping in the water. Now that you mention it, yeah, I did have to do that a couple times before I got it. I'll try it again. You know, that, that achievement's like a 1.3 ratio instead of the, <laughs> the 1.0 the rest of the game is. It's hard. All right, well, thanks to the listeners for sticking with us as I ramble on. And But we're talking about games. This is fun. And that's what we should be doing. I want to hear more about mm-hmm. games you've been playing. Tag me and let me know, and I'll, I'll, I'll read it next week. Oh, next week is live show. You betcha. Oh, that's next. And we'll probably stream before the game. We'll probably do some headbangers before the game, (laughs) before before we record. And you can all watch L just shudder every time he sees uh, a flying rat. Well, I'll watch Kenny do it and provide provide commentary while Kenny plays. (laughs) Kenny hates the idea. He's not going to play that. I hate pigeons, and he's got no rhythm. And uh-huh. <laughs> between the two, what does that make you? Um, pigeon rhythm impaired. I don't know. I would stream it, but he's got the fancy setup. All right, we'll we'll have to talk it out and figure it out. Are there any games you'd like us to stream? Let me know. That um, I'm open for anything at this point. All right, thank you, Wild West, I for joining we, us. Again. I think we all want you to stream Unicorn Princess. <laughs> 
It's $2. Do it. Fine. I mean, if you're looking for me to be embarrassed about playing a game, I'm not going to be. That's Kenny's department. No, no, no. I played Victorious several times over. I still want to play Let's Cheer. I think that's the ultimate. No, Hannah Montana is the ultimate one. <laughs> At least it was Not back Barbie, in the... Uh, that sisters. used to be one people Puppy played rescue, for right? like 8 to 10 hour completion now. Yeah. <laughs> no one's touching that now, I hope. That's where I draw the line, right? Hannah Montana and Barbie and the sister rescue, puppy rescue one. Yeah, there was another horse oh, type yeah. equestrian on oh, sale, like uh, my my pretty pony or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, my first pony, I can't remember. <laughs> You're the brony. It expert. was also kind of cheap to and embarrassing. This. Hey man, I will play the a my brony little pony. Lore. Game. No shame, no shame. This is not a My Little Pony game. This is something else, but it has to do with horses. My precious horse. I don't Speaking know. of all that, doesn't Bluey come out this next month? Stop it does. It in November. Don't tell my daughter. Stop it. She had forgotten, but now I. <laughs> she heard you. She, she remembers. You. I showed that she to my youngest. Me, the the and, trailer, uh, and yeah. she, my youngest, freaked out about it. Did you see? Um, Every couple of weeks, is that Bluey game out yet? And did you see Kenny's costume? By the way, I did. I yeah. did. I think yeah, his whole family. He has bluey. to buy it now. <laughs> did I mention my family started watching this? And my no. kids are 13 and 10. What the hell are we watching this? It's a good show, man. It's a good show. That, that game's got a lot of... It's got I a lot don't to understand why I, I we started watching can... this. And I want to turn it off, but I, I just can't. It's lovable. And with that, I say, bingo. Oh, what I was trying to say is that thank you for joining us, Wild West. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Thanks for having you're me You're welcome on here anytime. Uh, next one, when, when Control 2 comes out. Or Quantum Break Two, or only if Kush allows me Max, to, to to talk Max about it. Pain Two, I, yeah, you just no more Starfield. You're done. You're cut off. We're not even start. I don't you see. Can't even talk I don't about see it. anybody playing that anymore. <laughs> nope. That, so I still have quite a game, few friends playing. That spaceship playing sailed. Hey yo. I'll give myself a 1.5 for that one. That was my best joke of the show. Anyway. <laughs> um, what's that thing we're supposed to say at the end? Oh, yes. Class dismissed. Thank you, guys. Good night. See ya. Bye. Will there be a test? This is a test. Yeah, and emergency fail. broadcast is dumb. Hello, everybody. This is Game Passable. Your home for all the Game Pass goodies and publisher analytics regarding our favorite subscription service. I'm Kush Moose, and I'm once again joined by my good friend, Freemole. Hey, what's going down? Not much. Uh, we are here to break down the Xbox Newswire post twice a month to optimize your Game Pass experience. We'll showcase some games and use this show to help future cast and prognosticate, that's a Freem word, a few months <laughs> down the line. So we can be proactive in our gaming to min-max your gamer, or excuse me, what, your Game Pass experience. What word would Koosh Moose use instead of prognosticate? Ooh. Do you get it? And uh, um, hmm, probably predict. I'd make it uh, you know a couple less syllables. Dabble, maybe. So you can dabble, dabble a few months down the line. Or you can jingle your jollies a few months. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. That's, Perfect. That's, that's a rocker dude, but I borrow. Yeah, there you go.
Yeah, I was actually, it was, I mean, it was fun to get the news on Halloween. You know, I thought, you know, we thought we were going to be recording late and that we weren't going to have anything to talk about. Thought, I absolutely thought we were going to get, uh, you know, podcasted and not have much to talk about other than, you know, two months you know, down the line. Uh, but we've got good stuff. That so. is the nice thing about this show is that we aren't beholden to actually having the news uh, because we don't really spend that much time on the new stuff. But I think there are some things leaving here in the next uh that, that, you know, we're just going to highlight because we kind of told you so. Um, two of them, though, they did come as a surprise. Um, Coffee Talk was one of those surprises that's leaving at the, in the mid-month here. Um, that's been in the service for 15 months, so it's kind of a weird timeline for that one, especially since the sequel just came out. So, again, that was a surprise. Didn't really see that one coming. And then uh, Lappin, um, that was a surprise. And I know, Koosh, you, you were excited because it just got achievements recently. It did, and it had retroactive popping. So I put, like, I think two hours into the game, and I was like, yes, I think I like this, and I will play it once it has achievements. And then once once it got the achievements, I was like, I'm going to see if they pop. Sure enough, they did. Now I'm on the hook to finish this before the end of the month. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, I, I thought maybe that the achievements would signal like the new one year mark not even close didn't happen i was hoping i yeah. was hoping we'd get a little more than uh, you know a couple months so but, that, that uh, was a surprise but but the other six games that are leaving i mean we we had those on our on our radar now granted exapunks i mentioned in episode one that was a zactronics game um i said that was more of like a watch out because zactronics kind of stopped being a, a publisher um what this does mean though is opus magnum the last Zactronics game in the service is probably on borrowed time. I'm guessing I added it to uh, next month. I'm thinking if if Exapunks is falling off at, at this, I think it's the 14-month mark, then I think Opus Magnum is going to follow suit, which is next month. Um, and and we, we had Ghost Song, and of course we talked about Football Manager, both of those. Um, Gungrave Gore was in our not enough data, but I did mention that play on was probably their last game was at the 12 month mark. So this one, the only caveat I had is that maybe embrace would keep them in there because they have so many financial issues. Um, turns out doesn't matter. They contracts the contract and they wanted to get rid of it. And townscaper, it, it's a little earlier than I anticipated. I had this at the 24 month mark in December coming out uh that's a raw fury game and, and they're pretty uh, consistent with when things leave the service um so technically it wasn't still december but they snuck it up about two weeks or so but townscaper was was mentioned um in terms of how we're doing on the show so far so i did a recap of october and of the 10 games that left the service five of them we mentioned uh, five of them were surprises. They came out of nowhere. And six of them I'm calling misses. Uh, so things that we said were, you know, were probably to something to keep an eye out on and something either changed or um, they just didn't leave the service. But, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, we want to be renewed, Freem. Uh, you're, you're, you're leading with the bad news, it seems like. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, we're just, we're just getting started. It's 50%. Well, but, that's just okay. it, though. It's like, do I get bonus points for the ones that are high probability? And then, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm throwing things out there like, hey, these should be on your radar. Like, if it's important to you, focus now. But, you know, we're, we're doing our best here because... This is true. 
what do we got for the rest of November here? You know, I'm not going to go too deep because you can listen to the past shows, but for like November, we still, I'm still thinking Eastward and Norco are probably mm-hmm. going to be gone by the end of the month. So, you know, if those are important to you, hey, you get an extra two weeks if you start now. Um, and then, of course, this Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> Kush, one thing I was thinking about that this is, do you think that, mm-hmm. you know, based on those leaks that happened and they said this is costing them, you know, $15 million a month to keep active. Do you think Uh that they sign that on a month by month lease or like three month chunks or how do you think those contracts line up? Oh man, I I have no idea, but that's just, (laughs) I thought you were going to ask me like, yeah, I thought you, (laughs) I thought you were going to ask me, do I I think that they extended (laughs) it because they were embarrassed by the amount that they got? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or or they're making enough money for it to justify staying. That's the thing. Again, who's using the service for Grand Theft Auto by this point? Seriously. You should have already gotten this game. You probably already have three copies of this thing based on how many shark cards or whatever people are buying. (laughs) Totally. So those are the kind of the most important things for for November that we want to touch on. And then just a couple of new updates for December. Um, I, I added Opus Magnum to this. Exapunks was the 15th month. I think Opus Magnum is going to be 15th month as well. So, you know, you can, I put that as a high probability. And then this news that just broke um, from the developers of Anvil, uh, they pushed on their Discord saying, hey, we regret to inform you Xbox users that we're going to be phasing out the service on the Xbox in a couple of months. We're going to stop selling the game on November 30th of 2023. And subsequently, the Game Pass game preview service will stop on December 31st. Uh, please note that you will no longer be able to play Anvil on Xbox after this date. Uh, if you're interested, the, the Discord's here. And, you know, we, they talked about it, or we had that information in the Discord, the AH101 Discord. Um, and it's interesting that, I mean, they, they very specifically say Xbox platform. So for whatever reason, just didn't work out for Xbox. I don't know what that means for PlayStation. And I'm guessing this is going to stay on Steam or the, you know, the PC-related platforms. But if, for whatever reason, you want to get Anvil, we know now, and, and I guess this is beyond high probability because it is absolutely closing on December 31st. And what is this? This is a uh, first-person shooter? First-person, third-person? No, it's like, it plays a little bit like, um, uh, what was that one game that we played a little bit of? Like the Llama... Was it Llama? Oh, Vicious it, kind Attack of, kind Llama? Kind of like a Diablo. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, Vicious Attack Llama. It's a, I think that was the one we played. Vicious Attack Llama. It's a little Llama bit like a Diablo. Apocalypse? Is that, because it's Vala. Is the last yeah. A Apocalypse? Is that, is that the one we played that was like, it was kind of like a Diablo or a Torchlight? You mean The Ascent? Um, no, no. It was, it was, it was actually a good game we liked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it had three different classes. Uh, Shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but but it plays a little bit like a Diablo like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it did have a, a big kind of online like you want to do this co op because I tried it single player and I was like I'm not feeling this. <laughs> I'm not having like, fun. I think you need to be playing with other people. Exactly. <laughs> I was not having fun. I think it'd be more fun if we were talking about the current events while we were doing. This. That's funny. So uh, so yeah. So I no big loss to me. Awesome. Um, okay, so that, that covers November, December. Now, this is where we get the real speculation. So what we're kind of deciding, I think, is is at the beginning of each month here, we'll go two months out, and we'll talk about what we think for the uh, 
So in this case, it'll be January, and we'll get into a little bit more of a deep dive here in January. Um, and I'm going to start with stuff that I, I don't necessarily think is leaving, but is certainly just interesting to talk about. And number one on this list is the Hitman trilogy. Uh, came into the service 24 months ago as of January. And this one's weird because it's it's IO Interactive, and you know we, they're currently making that James Bond game. Um, they've been independent from Square Enix since June of 2017. And so this, the Hitman trilogy was released through IO Interactive. Now, they have somehow gotten the rights back, but I still they're still listed as published by other people. So Hitman 1, for instance, and these are all the, the new World of Assassination trilogy, right, the new ones. Um, that's published by Square Enix, but I think it's a revenue split for that one. And then when they left, Warner Brothers co-published Hitman 2 with them, and then finally they had enough money to self-publish in Hitman 3. So I don't know if any of those entities still have any say as to when this game would leave the service or not. Um, and so th I just I wanted to kind of raise the flag on this one as, hey, listen, if you're in for the trilogy, maybe two months, two months, two years on this one might come up in January. Um, another one that's that's a little strange is Goldeneye 007. Now, this is a rare published game. Um, actually, a rare developed game, I guess. And what's weird about it is, is I don't know how the licensing is tied to Nintendo because this is licensed through Nintendo. I don't know if it's now independent or what, but this one is going to hit 12 months in January. And so this, there's a chance that this one leaves, even though it's technically published by Microsoft. Um, now I thought I thought that this was available to anyone that had rare, rare replay, replay, yeah, which made me think it was like part of rare replay it, in a way. But you, I think you can buy it as a standalone, can't you? I think you can, but you can also buy rare replay. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you buy rare replay. You can also buy like the other things that are in it, like um, you know, uh, banjo grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. So I. I I don't know. I, Does that make it like tied to it somehow, even though you don't get achievements for it through Rary? Totally. I don't know. Totally. I don't know. So anyway, I wanted to just throw it out here because it is weird. So, you know, I guess I don't know what to say about this. Um, and just, just keep it on your radar. If it's something that you're interested in, maybe try to finish it. But this could be another one of those. It's just, it's a lifer um, because it is Microsoft property. Who knows? The last one that's kind of on that low side of it, I don't, I don't think is leaving, is RoboQuest. Um, this is Rise Up. The, de the publisher developer is it's their only game in the service, and it's been in. So this one year mark is for the console launch. Now, it's almost been two years. The two year mark for the PC launch is in February. But the game just went 1.0 in November. So like, this might be a lapping situation where, you know, we're looking at this and say, hey, it's 1.0. We should have a year after this. And Rise Up says, ah, no, not so fast. We're going to pull it in either January or February. Um, just throwing it out there. Again, if, if RoboQuest is uh, something you're interested in, you know, I, I don't necessarily would roll the dice, but... Um, wanted to wanted to key in on that one 
Now we get to some of this stuff that has a little bit higher priority. This is in the 50-50 range. Uh, we get Death's Door, uh, immensely popular indie game coming up on the 24-month mark. This is Devolver Digital. We've talked about Devolver Digital before. They've got 40-plus games that have gone through the service. 30 of these games are still left, and they key off on typically the uh, one-year, year-and-a-half, and, and two-year marks. Um, and so there's a, a pretty good chance that this one's going to hit that two-year mark. Could go longer. Who knows? Um, Kush, you played this game, right? Freeing. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was my game of the year. Oh. Uh, yeah, because I, I loved it that much. I mean, and if and if you like old Zelda, like classic Zelda, and just like the discovery that you get, that, that feeling of discovery and adventure, then this is a game you have to play. And why have you been waiting 24 months to play it? You need to play it now. Uh, otherwise, please just check it out. This game, to me, is I love it. Yeah, no, I can't sure. say more, and I shouldn't. I feel it's like fantastic it's, it's one of those things I've been saving, like because it's like, oh, I don't want to, I want to burn it now because it's going to be fun. And of yeah, course, then you get yeah. to the end of it, and you're like, oh, oh I, I get got two that. weeks. <laughs> I get that. I get wanting to save games and not play them because you want to save them. Mm-hmm. But but this is one you should, you know, if if we're forecasting January, do it, do it. Now's the time. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, another one of those games, and I actually I actually bought this one was Monster Hunter World. Well, Monster Hunter Rise. I'm putting at the fifty fifty timeline. Um, that hits the 12-month mark here in January. This is Capcom, um, and it is... So eight of their 26 games have survived past uh, 12 months. Um, one of those that did survive was Monster Hunter World, and that's gone 27 months. And that was released three months after Monster Hunter Rise came out on the Switch. So it's like, okay, it did world leave because rise was getting ready to come into the service maybe i don't know um the other thing that happened is these were all part of that first wave the the ones that went long for capcom were all part of the first wave in 2017 all right so the next one of our 50 50s here is hot wheels unleashed game of the year edition um i put this as 50 50 for january there is a higher chance this thing's gone in in uh, the middle of february i think i'm gonna bump that up to 90 percent for february uh the reason is so this is milestone um they do the moto gp series and of the MotoGPs, one of them left at 12 months, one of them left at 18 months, and one of them is still kicking at 15 months. Um, the the one thing that gives me pause with this is that this had a... Re- I don't know if you remember, Koosh, this, this Game Pass launch where it was yes. delayed twice. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get it in September of 2022, and then they pushed it to December 2022, and then... I. I think, I mean, it got pushed again from December, but I think what happened was that was the time when Stadia said that they were closing. So, like, this one was, was launching, and Stadia was like, yeah, we're, we're done. And this was, like, a Stadia exclusive for, I mean, they're, they're really tying into their launch, and so I think that just threw everything off for this this company. And so they, I don't think they I could was, launch yeah. at the same time. I wasn't aware of the Stadia angle at the time, so yeah. that's interesting. I, I was wondering, it was a big will they or won't they? Because totally, it, like just do it. Totally, yeah. Oh. So this thing did come out in mid February, but again, I just wanted to highlight here for January that it, it was early enough in February that 
I think it was like February 7th or something that it might happen. Um, the other thing that I threw on here was that um, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 is planned to have launched back in October. I, I should have followed up and saw if it actually did launch, and, and they kind of do some more of that playtesting stuff. But again, if a second game is out, they might be quicker to pull this thing off a of service to drive engagement to their current product. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I think so January's got a good 50-50 on it. February, I'm giving it a higher percentage. So if Hot Wheels is your jam, I would get it done in the next three months. The last 50-50 I want to talk about is Darkest Dungeon. Um, the the reason I have this at 12 months is because the last time it was in the, the service, it only lasted 12 months. So Red Hook Studios put Darkest Dungeon in here for 12 months from June of 2021 to June of 2022. And, uh, and so they left the service for six months and boom came back in january so maybe january 2024 it's gone again i'm just using it as history so we'll see what ends up happening there um that that, it's one of those games i own so it's hard for me to like really care about it because i know i already have it in my back pocket but it's you know one of those cool hard um side-scrolling uh i guess it's side-scrolling because it's more of like a sim type game but we've got four more games to uh to hit on here for january and uh this one is 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 a higher percentage got 75 percent because it is a bandai namco title this is sd gundam battle alliance i don't know a darn thing about this game but i do know bandai namco has most of their games gone at 12 months um this is a mid-february release but it could be at the end of january and one of the other kind of concerns is that's also near uh chinese new year and so timing and vacations and stuff like i don't the whole asia shuts down for like a month um around new year so they might pull it before new year so they don't have to pay attention to it or they might kick it past new year's and not deal with it till they get back but this is one of those games that uh, Bandai Namco is pretty spot on with leaving at 12 months. So the reason I have it at 75 is because technically mid-February is a higher probability. But I wanted to key in on this just in case that New Year's angle plays plays into it leaving. The last three games, these are my high, high probability. Well, I guess technically there's four here. Uh, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R... Another Bandai Namco title. This one definitely launched in January, so I think at the end of January we're going to lose this one. And then, uh, you know, so they might tag team it with the Gundam battle or split them and have two separate releases. But JoJo's is a much higher probability because it actually launched in January. So if JoJo's is your thing, here is a chance to do it. One that I'm definitely going to try to work on myself is Ink Ulinati. Uh, we teased that one last uh, previously, and uh, and I didn't get any better at pronouncing it. Inculinati, um, Daydale Entertainment, all five of their games gone at twelve months, so this is going to follow suit, no problem. And uh, and then finally, we mentioned it last uh, episode: Persona Three Portable and Persona Four Golden. 
these things are gone in January. Uh, we were hinging these on whether or not Persona 5 was leaving at the 12 months. And guess what? It did. So I think these are going to follow the same suit. I'm almost certain of it. So I am banking on losing these two Personas in January. Thankfully, they're replacing them with two new Persona games. So if you didn't get your fix, um, you know, you'll have an opportunity to. But two long turn-based RPGs that apparently are super good. Um, now would be the time to get on them. And that wraps up January. Um, anything in there, Koosh, that you think you might try to jump on before before January gets started working early? Definitely not in the high probability. Those just don't speak to me at all. Uh, if I did anything... It'd be played Death Store again. Um, no, I own that. Uh, maybe if I did anything, it would be Hot Wheels. Everything mm-hmm. um, sure. else, you know, Hitman Trilogy, you'd have to start now. It's, it's There's that much content there. Um, so probably not. I think this this is going to be a free month for me that I get to work. I either get to get caught up <laughs> or I get to work on other things. There you go. Now, one of the games, and, and we're going to go into a game showcase here, and I've got this one pegged for December leaving uh, but if you are itching for a turn-based RPG I've teased it like three times now already but it is called Chained Echoes so like I said this thing is I think leaving at, in December this is a game developed by Matthias Linda uh, and is published by Deck 13 there are uh, 37 achievements 3100 TA the site completion has it at about 50 to 60 hours I personally, I just completed it today, actually, and uh, I I hit the, uh, I'm saying it's 60 to 80 hours, and I didn't really use a guide. Um, I used a guide for cleanup at the very end, but normal playthrough was about 60 to 80 hours. Now, this is one of your turn-based classic RPGs. I put this in, I very much get the Chrono Trigger vibes, um, also the Final Fantasy Three if you're in the U.S., six if you're in Japan. Um, the, you know, the last uh, 2D Final Fantasy game before it moved into the Final Fantasy VII, which was the 3D one. So the one with, like, Gao and Locke and all those. Like, I, I love that game. Um, and, again, get total vibes from that. Um, this is, even in terms of setting, very much like, I'll say, Final Fantasy III. Um, that classic fantasy setting, you got your castles, your swords, things like that. But then they've also got some like smidgens of high technology, uh, guns, mech suits. And from, from a story perspective, it's hard to say where this falls on a timeline. And that's kind of all I'll say about that is it's a little confusing from a timeline standpoint about where this might fit in, you know, if you want to try to equate it to our own uh, timeline. The story itself is largely linear. I would say probably about 70% of the story is along this linear path. Um, and then once you kind of hit that point, you, you're you on this main island, and once you kind of snake your way through the island and you, you kind of circle almost back around, that's when you get the airship and everything opens up. Um, the one thing I say that's not necessarily linear is you, there's a, a decent amount, not a ton, but there's a decent amount of... Um, playable flashbacks. So you get some character backstory where you're playing that character from a, an earlier time and, and you get to really get to understand you know, what the character is all about. 
And that's kind of really one of the places that this game shines, both in terms of story, but I think the characters are super well uh, well crafted. They're really interesting. Uh, one of the fun things is that the party composition is super fluid. Now, if you open up your menu screen, at the top of the screen, you'll see that there's 12 character icons. And so your, your party is essentially 12, 12 people. And you can freely swap any of the party members that you want. So your party composition doesn't affect the narrative at all, right? You're just assuming that all 12 of you are going on these story things. And so when you, you reach a story critical point, all your characters pop out and, and you know, whatever characters are important to progress the story, they're there and they, you know, have their dialogue and whatever. Um, mainly you're going to deal with probably eight characters because there are four of the characters you really don't get until they're kind of super at the end of the game. And so their screen time is lacking, but the other eight characters are through through a ton of the story. And so you really get to know these characters well and understand them. Um, and, and there's also characters kind of sub in and out. And so you've got a really fluid party and it constantly mixes things up. Um, one of the other things that's that's really neat is that all of the characters have a unique weapon. So, you know, one guy's going to use a bow and arrow, one guy's going to use um, a sword, one guy's going to use a katana. And, and so you don't have to worry about how you mix and match necessarily what your weapons are, um, you know, because each one is, is kind of geared toward a specific type of game, right? They'll fit an archetype. And so... What you end up getting here is between the characters and the story, it's this cool, twisty, compelling narrative that is well-written and it's super fun to play. There's a good amount of surprises. And one of the things that I, I think is really cool is there's not a lot of nouns. Uh, you know, some of these games get really bogged down in lore and history and this character did this character, this and this and this. Not a ton of that, right? It's, it's an easy-to-follow story albeit a little convoluted at times, which, you know, kind of play into some of the narrative twists. And and I'll say, like, there there were moments in here where I was like, you know, I wouldn't say my jaw was, was agape, but it was definitely like, oh, cool. Like, you know, it was one of those neat, like, surprises that, that hit me. Um, so, again, high points, story, characters – Let's talk about some of the more mechanical things. Uh, one of the things I like about this is that the enemies are visible on screen, so you, you get to see what you're engaging, and you can kind of uh, avoid them at times. Uh, you need to enter this little alert radius, and then you know all of a sudden, boom, you're in a fight. A group of critters shows up, and then you go. In each fight, you have four active members, and then you have four backup members. And the members can, those paired members can swap out any time. So like character A and B, they can switch. Character C and D can switch. Character E and F and G and H, right? But you can't switch like B with C. So you, you kind of pair your people out. Now, if a character gets knocked out, they're down and you can't swap them until you, you get that person up. The other nice thing is at the start of each fight, they give you full life and full mana. It's Everything's reset every battle. So... What this allows you to do is really focus on the skills, which is really the the high point here. Yeah, you can attack, you can use items, you can defend, but they're really focused on the skills. And each character gets six skill slots, and then you get these two bonus slots for this like emblem that you have. And the emblems open up a, a whole different thing. 
again, systems upon systems upon systems. Um, but they're not, they're not like crazy systems to try and follow. Like it's super intuitive. It's like, um, you know, a character has its set of, of abilities and then you're like, okay, I've got this, you know, a warrior emblem. So I get some extra warrior type attacks as my bonus things. Here's the other thing. You don't technically those two open slots, you can put some of your character's base abilities in there. You don't even have to use it. So you get eight things to choose from and you get to mix and match. Um, the way that the, the actual mechanics of the fight, you get to see your turn order up at the very top. You get to see who's fighting when and, and who's up next. And the real gimmick of the fighting here is is this overdrive meter. So in the top left corner is a bar that goes um, from right to left, and the bar is split into three sections. You sh the yellow section is where you start. It's on the left side, and then it transitions to green, and then it transitions to red. And what ends up happening is every action that you use will start to move the arrow on that bar typically toward the red. So actions you normally build the meter, or if you get hit by an enemy, it builds the meter. And so usually after the first round of attacking, you shift into the green zone. Okay, well, so yellow zone, it's all baseline, nothing special, right? You do normal damage, you take normal damage, etc. Once you get into the green zone, you get a damage boost, you take less damage, and all your skills are half cost. So, like, if you can ride that green zone, you're super efficient at using your skills and you're doing bonus damage and you're staying alive. The problem is, is once you get to the red, the overheat section, you take extra damage and your skill costs are doubled. So you have to try and keep that meter below and stay out of the red. Um, and, and it really makes the, the combat engagement super fun and fluid because you have to pay attention to what the gauge is. There's also, so ways you can get that gauge to go down, you can defend, and it moves it down a little bit. You can swap out characters, which also moves it down. The problem is, is that character still has to do an action, and typically the actions are going to bump your thing up anyway. The main way to get it to go down is during the fight, a different type of attack is going to be um, highlighted. And so, for instance, maybe this round, it's all light attacks. And so if you use a light attack, it's going to be highlighted yellow. And anytime you use a light attack, it pulls your bar down to the left, right? It cools you off. And so you can kind of time it based on when these attacks are coming. So maybe it's all magic attacks this next turn. Or maybe it's when you use healing magic, everything fixes uh, or, or, you know, cools down. And so you're constantly juggling, right? You, you don't get into the rhythm of like, okay, I use this AOE, I use this buff, I use this, I use this. You have to kind of play with that gauge because it it's constantly changing and you're, and you're moving with the flow of battle. And it keeps the battles really unique and, and fun. The other thing I like about it is that you're not, you're not overwhelmed with battles. You're not grinding insane amounts normally like if you're in a zone you're gonna you're gonna maybe have five or six battles and then you're, you're gonna find a some type of unique event maybe you're fighting a boss maybe it's a story event maybe it's whatever but it keeps it really well paced so you're not just trudging through rank and file to have one boss fight it's like hey here's five or six fights uh you know get some stuff and then boom you've got some sort of a unique uh unique bit here 
another highlight here is <laughs> when I say systems on systems, you have tons and tons of items. Uh, but what's nice is they separate them out. So you've got your consumables, potions, etc., whatever, crafting materials, right? They're their own thing and they're in their own category. So they don't, you don't have to like scroll through all your items to find anything. It's like, here's all your crafting materials, whatever. And then you have all these treasures. And the nice thing about treasures is you don't have to worry about selling stuff, right? Anything in the treasures can be sold freely. And typically it's like stuff you get from like killing a monster. So maybe you got a goblin eye or, um, you know, the hide of a, of a critter or whatever. And once you sell these things, the, if you do a certain amount of them, a thing says, Hey, new deals have unlocked. And what this is, is a special storefront where you can buy these unique items or crafting materials or something. But like, it's cool to like sell some stuff. And then the vendor's like, Hey, I got some deals for you. And you can look and, and that's where you get like the really good weapons, the really good armor um, and, and bits like that. There's also a crafting system. So like the weapons and armors, you can put crystals into them and you can also take those crystals and combine them. So if you had like an attack plus two an attack plus three, now you have an attack plus five crystal. Um, and so you can play the whole crystal matching game. Again, all these things are just like flavor to the combat, but they're not gonna they're not gonna break the bank and you don't have to min-max this thing to be really, really successful. A few of the other unique things with this game, there are these 15 special enemies. Um, and there's an achievement for for finding all these. And they are like unique critters around the world. Uh, you can talk to these adventure guild people and they'll give you clues and you can try to solve the clues to figure out how to, how to unlock these. I'll give you a couple examples um, that I thought were kind of funny. One of them, and they actually call him a perv. Uh, it's this pervy samurai otter. He's an otter in samurai clothes and, and they say he's a perv. Um, he will only attack you if your party is naked. So you have to you have to take off all your armor, and then you see the critter. He'll show up when you enter that place, being totally naked, uh, and then you fight him and whatever. Um, there's more traditional things like there's a one that's only going to show up if your active party is magic users. Um, you know, so you have to do interesting things to try and get these critters to show up, and those types of things I did have to look online for for those toward the end of the game but they were fun to kind of show up um, you know while you're cruising through the world um, another there's also a, a reward board so this is like a, it looks like a big uh, you know board game with like spots that you can uh, they're all connected these little boxes and there's 154 activities to work on and they are split by zones but there'll be things like, hey, find X amount of chests in this area. Kill X amount of these critters in this area. Complete the side quest. And everyone you unlock will give you some money or some crafting materials or whatever. But if you chain them together across this map, it'll unlock even more bonuses. And ultimately, there is an achievement for you know finishing the whole map. I'll give you one uh, point of uh, advice here is... When you complete the final map, the achievement does not pop right away. You have to quit out your game and reload it and go back into the reward thing. 
this just happened to me, uh, and it's happened to four other people in the forums. You have to reload the, for whatever reason, probably a bug. But anyway, don't panic if you kill that final boss and it doesn't unlock that you've completed the reward, the reward thing. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I talked a lot about this game and it is insanely detailed and in depth. Um, but if you're a fan of classic RPGs, you know, you like Chrono Trigger, you like Final Fantasy three, this thing is a gem. You will have so much fun with it. Um, if you don't like turn-based combat or you don't like those types of RPGs, probably not going to convince you probably not going to get you to jump on board. It's not going to change your mind in that way, but this is definitely a real solid entry into this, uh, this genre. And, and I had a, a super fun time playing it. Now I don't play a ton of RPGs. Uh, you know, I used to back in college, uh, you know, final fantasy seven and, and all that. I was playing stuff before that. And after that, but that was kind of the high for me. Yeah. Like I kind of stopped playing like one or two games after that. It's hard when um, you have like I've, a life. <laughs> Well, this is true. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard that type of combat system where you're trying to ride that wave by increasing and decreasing a meter. Yeah. Is there, have you played any other game that, that's kind of like that? There's a few that do, um, that have meters or, you know, most of the time what you're going to see is like a stagger bar. So you have the active timeline and like you can, if you hit a guy and you, you know, break them or whatever, it'll slide them and they'll be, yeah, de- but that's like they'll per, be delayed. That's per like, that's per enemy. Yeah. But this is kind of like you, all of your abilities, like you want to stay in this because it's the most efficient for, uh, you know, magic yep. use, your mana consumption and all that. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of a game doing that and that was really interesting to me um yeah it's neat and it's and like yeah <laughs> i mean you know there's a there's a couple of times when that meter gets a little like they do some fun things with that um you know there's some some creative battles in here one of the things that was really strange is you know i mentioned the 70 percent of that story and then once the world opens up you're kind of like looking at the map and you're like well i feel like i've been everywhere like i don't know what you know, where am I going to find all these other critters? Where am I going to find all this other stuff? And the places that you start to go, you're like, where the hell did, how, how did I not see that? I walked through here. How did I not notice that there was an entire sub biome just over to the left? Um, it's really neat how the world kind of folds in on itself. And, you know, you end up traveling to some interesting places that, like like I said, you walked right past it, and you're like, "Oh, I can revisit that spot." And oh my gosh, oh that this can happen here. Oh, I didn't even know that character was there, and and stuff like that pops in. Oh, very cool. Uh, and you said um, that you're going to use those treasures to unlock like all the uh, the special weapons for each character. I assume that's not missable, right? Like. Do you find these treasures? I guess you said that you get them uh, through combat. Yeah. You also get them through like exploration and chests. Totally. Yeah. Nothing. Achievements are a nice mix here, right? That nothing's missable. You can totally, um, even if you, you actually to to um, complete the game, you actually have to beat it, and then you it's it's not a new game plus. Um, it's when you reload your save. It reloads you before the final boss, but your save file says cleared. And the reason that you have to do it is when you when you kill the boss, um, you get the the skill currency of these grimoire shards. 
and there's 48 Grimrar shards, and you need to get all 48 of them because they unlock skills from your skill board. And so each character has 48 skills you have to unlock. Now, once you get one Grimoire shard, everybody has one unlock, right? You don't have to worry about who uses it where. It's everybody has one. And then once you get two, everybody has two. Um, but like I said, you can only get 46 out of the 48 without fighting the final boss. And then you get, as a reward for killing the final boss, you get these two. So you have to reload your save and go back in. Um, so that's why it's nice because nothing's missable. You can always travel to different places. Um, you can revisit all locations, um, and, and there's no like hidden treasures or anything that you, you know, treasure chest that you missed in a, in an area that's closed off. None of that exists. Um, does that feel like a, a poor decision to you though? Like, oh, like I hate you, when that you happens. don't get all your abilities. Well, I mean, you don't get all of your abilities until the end of the game. So you can't technically use like those last so few abilities in the last fight. So you have to, to use them. You have to play the game again. No. So here's the thing. So the way that it's set up is you've got th- each character has like three columns. Column A are your active abilities, you know, either buffs, debuffs, like things that you do, you attack, whatever, right? These are your active skills. The middle column are all your passives. So um, depending on the type of character, like, oh, their agility is increased if you unlock that skill their uh whatever is increased if you do this their their attacks cause poison and so these are kind of like passive buffs in the middle column and on the far right column are stat bonuses you get plus five tech points you do your mana you get plus 10 percent critical attack and so as you go you can unlock whatever ones you want from that full list so like for me there's a character in here who... Did you play Final Fantasy III back in the day? I'm pretty sure I did. So if I... <laughs> they all kind of blend. There's a character, Gao. And Gao, he's that the, the feral boy. And his thing is he copies the abilities of monsters. So there's a similar character in here called Tomke. And uh, what he has to do is he has to eat some of these monsters... And if he eats the monster, he remembers some skills that he used to have. And so there's an achievement for eating all the critters for for Tom K. Well, some of them, like, for me, you know, he, he has a variety of things you can do. And so, like, one of his things, once you eat one of these guys, you have a, a fire-based attack. And you have a water-based attack. And you have an earth-based attack. And so, like, I had those started. But then once I got a different magic user in my party, I was like, well... I don't want him to be a, a magic user, so I switched him to be more of a tank. And so he would just show up, do some buffs for my guys, and take some damage, and then I'd swap him out for the other magic user. Um, and so, like, you get to tweak the characters really based on how you want to play them. Um, you know, some characters are going to be more geared toward high crits, some are going to be more toward damage dealing, some are going to be, you know, the magic users, the healers, whatever. Um, and so you can mix and match your party and then pick the eight skills of the 48 that you actively want to be using. So I guess technically it's not 48 active skills because it's just the one column. Um, what is a, a third of 48? Uh, 16. Um, you know, so there's 16 skills to choose from. You can only use half of them. And if you wanted to use all eight. And so 
you know, the ones that I saved to the end was like, what's an extra five magic, man, you know, mana going to do for me at this point? So I saved that one to the end. And so you're not really missing oh, okay. out on anything. You get to, you get the access to your abilities and you get to see too, you get to see everything. Um, and, and, you know, p target, you don't have to, there's no, there's no like map that it's like, Oh, you have to unlock this to unlock this, to unlock this. It's, Hey, here's your first section. Once you unlock four skills in the first section, the second section opens up and you, uh, you know, and there's only like three sections by the end of the game, you, you can pick anything you want um, and really tailor your, your combat group to, you know, what you think is, is the most fun. Gotcha. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and it was super chill. Again, I like turn-based games because I don't have to, you know, I can let it sit. I can let it idle. I can do whatever. If I'm on a, you know, a, a work call or whatever, you know, I can, this thing can just sit there and then if I have to engage or check emails or do whatever. It could just, that's probably one of the reasons my hour count is so much higher. Um, but I certainly like the fact that by playing it straight, not using a guide, you know, there's no worry about missing anything. There's no worry about, um, you know, being locked out of any achievements. Like that was one of my big downfalls with Octopath is if you're not actively getting every treasure, fighting every monster and learning all their weaknesses, you can't complete the game. And it's like, that was, that made the game so much worse in my opinion because I knew I couldn't get the completion because I was like, I don't want to play like that. Whereas this one... It, uh, it fit right in. So it was cool. That was long. We talked a long time about that game. Uh, so if that didn't interest you, I apologize. Hopefully you skipped through it. If you did like it, I hope you give this game a shot because I think it's cool. Um, but ultimately you didn't miss anything because we are ready to wrap up the show, I think. Kush, is there anything you... Any other questions? Anything you want to touch on before we wrap this baby up? No, I think we've done it. Fantastic. So what our plan is then for the middle of the month is, you know, we'll probably touch on a couple of things that come up and talk about some of the games that are leaving, but we really want to spend more time focusing on the games that are coming into the service. Uh, you know, so we'll have the beginning of the month, maybe some stuff that we played, uh, kind of eyeball and thirsty suitors myself. Um, but, uh, and then we'll see what the second half of the month brings. And, and kind of celebrate the, the new stuff, which is right up your alley, Koosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started Jassant. I can't wait to talk about that. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to it. And, uh, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Again, we love your feedback, so keep it coming. It is wonderful. Super appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, hey, join us in the Discord. Don't forget to, to come and, and chat with us. We absolutely love it. So uh, for me, I'm Freemhole. Uh, you can find me in the AH1 Discord. Koosh, anything you want to hit on the way out? Nope. We're all good. Yeah, you know where to find Koosh. Cool. All right, guys. Well. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.